Okay, hold on. Mm. I'm letting you out because we're going to go watch Spider-Man No mm. Way Home. You need to be a very good boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Fan Freaks Podcast, episode 120. You're listening to the show where we freak out about our favorite movies, games, comics, and any media in between. It is I, James Dr. Rude Ramos, MD, and I am joined by... Adrian, the masterful dude of doodliness, the face that runs the place, the host with the most and the most grandose co-hosts. Wait, where's, where's Bone King? No Bone King. Uh, no, some, some lady, real tight, uh, real tight dress, web behind her. I don't know. She showed up, he disappeared. Not gonna question it. Alright, I mean. Kinda hot for her age, just saying. (laughs) <laughs> he'd probably be down for that how you doing man we're reacting reviewing your boy that's right today's episode is a reaction review for spider-man no way home slash too many spiders we hope uh- <laughs> yeah this is like the second straight uh multiverse thing of spiders right I, i'm a little concerned and we can talk about this later but i'm a little concerned that the message that sony is gonna get is just more spiders. Like, that's all we want. <laughs> we're actually going to get, like, the Spider-Verse event from the comics. It's just going to be, like, chaotic and everywhere. Um, yeah, but, hey, if we get Man-Spider, that's awesome. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. It's really ghoul- terrifying looking and just, like, drool. Anyway. I'm still convinced that that's the episode of What If We would we Were Supposed to Get that was too terrifying. I think it was going to be Man-Spider. It was too body horror. The fuck else could it have been? Anyway. <laughs> I was about uh, to get on a whole but, tangent. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. But before we get into that, let's get into our recents. What do you got, dude? So um, last night I hung out with a friend of mine. I haven't chilled with him like one-on-one in a long time. And he was like, bro, bring over your PS5. I want to try it out. And I was like, all right. And he and I, um, it's Brent. He and I, uh, okay. we, we would often used to play a lot of fighting games like uh-huh we get a little competitive so what do i do i bring over the ps5 i he played fighting ex layer he and i got maybe 10 games in uh played some mortal kombat 10 because it's free did you on- play a skullo yes i fucking yes. whooped that ass like skullo's inputs are, are stupid um th- legit that character is stupid um but great but, you know, we were getting into that, and then we were playing uh, Mortal Kombat 10, and I was yeah. just whooping ass with Sub-Zero, as you do. Uh, but then, blast from the past, I completely forgot, but I bought on the PS3 Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3, and I put it on the 5, and man, that loading screen is just non-existent, and it was just <laughs> so much fun. We played about 30, for, uh, 30 matches. And we were, bro, Ryu, Virgil, Wesker was my team. And this motherfucker went all Morrigan, Felicia, and uh, X-23. But his Morrigan. Yeah. No, he went went ham on his team. Uh But Morrigan clapped my Wesker cheeks like two, three times in a row. And I got super mad. But... (laughs) But also, you know, I had a couple teams there with Spidey because, you know, to get yeah. hype. And this is fucking 
Spidey and Marvel is pretty decent. I don't think he's like top tier, but he's pretty decent. And the fact that he has a web cocoon that he can shoot at enemies is pretty great. I fucking loved his special in Marvel vs. Capcom 2. Oh, uh, what was what that? Because in 3... Where he fucking zips a, webs all the way across the screen. Does uh, the same in 3. He does yeah. the same in 3. And, of course, while he's webbing, the whole screen like is webbing attached to the main character, uh, to the opponent, and just whipping that ass at each hit. And I think it's like a 25-30 hit combo on an ultimate level 3. And, that, and that's pretty fucking good, in my opinion. And uh, sad to say, but I, the only other thing I did was watch this show called Tacoba FD. Have you heard of it, Rude? No. Okay, do you like Super Troopers? Most of the time. <laughs> Did you like Beer Fest? Yes. Those same guys, particularly okay. particularly um, the one with the mustache, uh, Steve Lemmy, and, right. and I forgot the other dude's name. Oh, Heffernan. Kevin Heffernan. Okay. Uh, they teamed up with True TV to do a show that instead of cops... They're firefighters in Tacoma, Washington. And okay, you can imagine for cable, it's basically Super Troopers diet with without the vulgarity on TV. They can get away with some fucks and some shits, but not too much. Okay. But still, it's a sitcom. And I have a question for you. Ooh. This turned into question of the week right here in the middle of the reason. Okay, sure. But do you ever put on a sitcom... Knowing you're not going to laugh, but just to put it on just to for background noise or something to relax to. Like Golden Girls, I put on, I genuinely laugh. But Tacoma FD, I've not laughed. But I enjoy the the writing, but I don't laugh. I don't know. It's not funny, but it's comfy. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I do know what you're saying. Uh, it's literally the only extent that friends or seinfeld has ever existed in my life and look for the record i'm not saying that friends and seinfeld are of equal quality that's not what i'm saying i know seinfeld's a better show okay friends is hot garbage that's not the point uh but i dislike them both equally uh <laughs> what what was uh, the show that friends ripped off oh uh in living color no it wasn't in living color in living no color. not in living color yes what? No, and Living yeah. Color was the sketch. Oh no, show. that's the that's the sketch comedy show. No, um, oh my so, god, Living Social or something? No, uh, it was the show Queen Latifah was on. Um, fuck, bro, Living Single. Living Single. There you go. It's literally a whitewashed Living Single, and Living Single is infinitely funnier. If anyway. if, if you haven't realized, listeners, uh. Well, they're not boners because they can't all no. be boners. No, but, they're not all boners. <laughs> um, but freaks out there that you're listening, uh, we believe in fuck friends. Friends right. show sucks. I'm going to get a message from Justin after this episode. Well, Justin. Hey, uh, hey guy. Hey, touch some grass. Stop, stop <laughs> hating on, on friends. Uh, Justin, just 
why don't you take the L here, just like your Titans <laughs> took an L last week, all right, bro? Ooh, <laughs> yo, we're not bringing that into the podcast. That's not starting here. No, absolutely not, I, sir. It's all right. I'll just shoot him in the back and hunt again. Anyway, there you go. Speaking Ooh. of hunt, yeah, I'm coming here, bro. I'm I'm going all out. Speaking yeah. of hunt, what's your reasons? Uh, yeah, been playing some hunt. <laughs> Uh, still. There's a new up. event, right? There's a new event coming out. I think Winter Solstice or something. Yes, yes, there is. Which I'm gonna. It's gonna be the first hunt event that I'm going to miss. Oh shit! That sucks. It does suck. I'm I'm pretty upset about it. But you know, whatever. Uh, real life. Um, but yeah. So I've been playing some hunt. Um, been ca- uh been watching Hawkeye, Star Trek Discovery, Star Trek Lower Decks. Uh, Star Trek Discovery, by the way, is bringing it hard. It's th- it's keeping up that fucking momentum it had from last season. And, like, this last episode has some, like, really good... And I know this sounds weird to be excited about, but it had some of that really good Star Trek diplomatic action. Like... <laughs> oh! No, fuck that. I'm here for that. Yeah, like, it had some of that really good, like, oh, the fucking... The uh, the uh, oh because now it's not the Romulans anymore. The Romulans and the Vulcans are united again. Oh okay. Wait, yeah, what remember, season are we on on Discovery Four? Four? Yes. Three. Four. Four. It's four. Damn, bro. And a lot of yeah. people thought it was gonna be fucking canceled. Good and for so, it. So like this is awesome. And uh, you know, uh, uh, Michael Burnham is officially the first black woman captain of a uh, of. Uh, of a Star Trek series. Hell yes. Uh, cool. Cause also this series also gave us the first non-human captain of a Star Trek series when Saru was captain. So it's really cool that you got those two firsts in one show. I um, do want, uh, is Saru, uh, going to be able to have his own ship? Eventually? His path is, t- is a taking a slightly different turn. He's on oh. the, he's on the, uh, the discovery now. And he is Burnham's number one. Number two? Number one, yeah. Um, but his path seems to have taken a very different turn now that they've traveled into the future and there's, you know, stuff going on with the other Kelpians that he needs to be involved in. He's taken up, be, uh, since he's the only, since, like, he's living amongst Kelpians, but he's from 900 years in the past, He's kind of taken on this like leadership slash like like uh like what's the word I'm looking for here? Like not paternal figure, uh like wise man figure. You know what I mean? Like he the Obi Wan. Yeah, yeah, the Obi Wan. He knows the old ways type of thing. You know what I mean? Got it. All right. So he's like super important to like modern Kelpian society. Anyway, it's great. Uh, Lower decks is still funny as fuck, but I will say. Watching Lower Decks just makes me want Orville back more and more and more. Where the fuck is Orville? So they've had a lot of delays, and I'm imagining they just lost a cast member. Who? Norm MacDonald. Oh, that's right. He was, um, he was... I forget what his... the, The ooze, yeah. So who knows how, how, how that's affected their season. But last I checked, uh, he, uh, Kefit or something, he finished, uh, Norm's finished all of his, uh, audio. Oh, okay. I mean, let's hope so. 
indeed this fucking sucks uh but yeah we all want orville back so a lot of trek there anything else uh in terms of stuff i've been watching no not really uh that's pretty much it though i will uh, and i will talk about this here on my recents uh, i got my reddit secret santa gift in what's a reddit secret santa <laughs> so reddit's been doing this for a few years now uh, for several years now where it's exactly what it sounds like it's the you so it started off just like on a subreddit where it was just like hey reddit secret santa you put in your name it's randomly drawn and given out to another user Okay. You have a cap of like $20 and you send this random person a gift based on a little summary they write about themselves or their post history or whatever. But then it became like a website because they started having more and more gift exchanges. Like there was a summer gift exchange. There was the R stationary pen pals exchange. There was a bunch of different gift exchanges. Uh, and then this year, Reddit gift exchange announced that they're shutting down the service. And Dude. people are up in arms about it. So Did much they, so that, like, already alternate gift exchange subreddits have already started opening up. Did they give a reason? Not really. Just, it's run its course. I don't know, man. Maybe somebody complained, but it seems like such a good service. And I don't know if I should talk about this in recents or news, but I am going to, I think recents is fine for it. Um, I've unsubscribed from the first YouTube channel I ever subscribed to. What's the first YouTube channel you ever subscribed to? The King of Random. That's, I, I haven't heard that name in a long time. Uh, yeah. okay. Why? If I may uh, ask. So I, I, I talked about this in the news, but about two years ago, the guy who started the King of Random, Grant Thompson, uh, he died in a, in a, in a paragliding accident. Oh shit. Yeah, it was a big thing, super tragic. Uh, so the show got left in the hands of the recent team members he brought up, uh, Nate and Callie. Okay. Uh, over recent years, uh, or recently, they also introduced uh, another co-host. I don't remember her name. Uh, and then Callie left the show. Any reason? Or- At first, there was nothing given. Then it was made clear that it wasn't her choice. Oh. That she didn't choose to leave. Then even Nate, who like still on the show, he's still on the cast, but even he publicly said in a Reddit Q&A or AMA that he disagrees with the action of removing Callie. The official word for the King of Random, which is run by Grant Thompson's wife, is that... Uh, that it just uh, the king of random is going in a different direction, huh? But the timing of it is super suspicious because Callie left, uh, got removed from the king of random about two weeks after they came out. Oh. And Grant and Grant and his wife were Mormons. Are Mormons whatever? Uh, yeah, and that'll, it's just, that'll it's, do. It's too, it's, it's too, you Convenient. know, yeah, the timing just, it, it irks me. So yeah, I unsubscribed from the King of Random, a channel I've been subscribed to for eight years, maybe more. Yeah, I, I can't believe you 
started subscribing to YouTube in 2013. What do you mean? You expected it to be before that? Yeah, like I expected you to be on YouTube like in 07, 08. I was on YouTube. I just wasn't subscribing to shit. I don't know. I had this weird thing about I'm better than this. Like I don't like. (laughs) No, I I actually, no, I subscribed to, no, I'm sorry. I subscribed to the King of Random in 2011. Oh, okay. Fuck. In 2011. 10 years. Uh, Yeah. 10 years I've been subscribed and it's just, not only has there been a decline in like quality for me. But, like, with her gone, like, the show is obviously something else now. So it's just, it's not, it's not my king of random. Hashtag not my king of random. That's the hashtag of the show, then. It was supposed uh, to be Spidey, but it's hashtag not my king of random. Yeah. Um, thankfully, my second uh, YouTube channel I ever subscribed to, they're still, he's still going strong. That's uh, Philly No, oh. Philly, uh, Philip DeFranco. He's the, he's the the YouTube goat. Um but yeah, so that's 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 that whole thing. But yeah, anyway, so Reddit Secret Santa. <laughs> I put in my profile that I like vinyl and I like indie games. Okay. So someone sent me an indie game vinyl. I mean, why not both? Yeah. Agreed. And admittedly, it's a game so this is this is the cool thing about shit like that. It's a game I haven't played. It's but now called, you have to. It's I uh, yeah. It's called the Pathless. Okay. So like when I got this, I obviously looked into it. I was like, oh, what the fuck is the Pathless? This is cool as fuck. So first off, the vinyl itself, the art on it is beautiful, and it's a two disc set. One disc is red, one disc is blue. It's awesome. I hope we get but to then, see it on your Twitter. Uh, maybe. Ooh, that's a good idea. I should actually post something on Twitter, huh? Shouldn't I? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, uh, I looked into the pathless and like, dude, whoever sent me this gift, like read me well, because I'm like, oh no, this is definitely a me game. Like, this is a game I would enjoy the fuck out of. What, it's what stylized. Game is- it, it, it's hard to tell just cause again, I, 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 I wanted to get just a general feel of it, but it looks like, like an action it's not really a side scroller, but it it is a linear move. Uh, it is a linear movement game. Okay. Linear movement, super stylized. You play as a ninja. It's awesome. Fuck. That's <laughs> yeah, a huge it's game. it's it's very like landscapey, which I love. Mm. All right. Uh, it's almost like fuck. What was that game where you walk through the desert and you have like a Journey? long scarf? Yeah, it's like if Journey had a ninja in it. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, but yeah, so uh, big thanks to my Reddit Secret Santa. They didn't even put a note in the card, so I can't like thank them on the podcast. Uh, and the last thing I want to talk about in my recents is, so uh, TikTok is fucking wild, and I've found all kinds of new shit through TikTok. But the most interesting thing I found recently is there's this creator on TikTok who is making their own web-based game that is based on Pokemon but with a mental health slash emotional uh, theming to it. It's called voidpet.com. Okay? And the void pets themselves, right? The game hasn't even launched yet. Literally, all you can do right now is sign up and choose your starter emotion. Your starter emotion? Yeah, because all the pets are attached to a different emotion. Okay. 
you can start with uh like your three starters are anxious, sad, or angry. Uh, and it'll tell you a little bit about what you're going to get into with each. But then you have an option for, I don't like any of these. And then it's like, okay, but we don't suggest taking this one. And the fourth option is envious. Oh. Um, I chose but sadness. Um, but you, def uh, you definitely have a type advantage against anxious, but I think you lose <laughs> to angry. I think so too. But yeah, I don't. We don't really even know anything about how the game's really gonna work yet. All I've really seen so far is like creature designs, and they're very cool, very simplistic, very stylized. Mm. Uh, it's all like they're just like shat, like silhouettes with like white eyes. Okay, it's really cool. Black um, silhouettes. Yeah, black silhouettes. Actually, no, there are shinies. <laughs> Might as well, dude. Variants, they're called. Um, but and I've been talking to the uh to the creators of the game over there, and whereas they're super busy right now with uh, setting up for the launch of the game, uh, at some point in the coming months, they would love to be on the podcast to talk about the creation of this game. I would love to have them on. Yeah, I think that'd be super cool because I think it's a really interesting, unique concept. It's very like it's a it's a thoughtful approach to game design, which I think is really cool. It's not so, just so. Then Bone King would be anxious, and I would be angry, probably. <laughs> sure. Uh, <laughs> it's also, and I love it's like it's not a pay to play game. It's also not an NFT game. It's just like free to play. It's just a passion project for them. Right, They're, but it also teaches about mental illness. Yes. They're funded strictly by, like, merchandise and their Patreon. Uh, what's the game called again? Uh, Voidpet.com. All right, I'm going to have to check it out after the... We're, and I'm last thing on my recents is a long time ago. I'm talking about, like, over half a year ago. I backed a project on Kickstarter uh, called whoa, whoa. Dungeon Dungeon Alchemist. Oh. Uh Dungeon Alchemist is a 3D based map making uh app uh app for Dungeons and Dragons. Okay. So you actually get to make like these 3D like dungeons and if you want to they have like moving parts and shit. Super cool. Ooh. Uh they're only in beta now and you only get a beta key if you subscribe at the middle tier, which I didn't. I subscribed at the I backed them at the low tier. Which means I still get a copy of the game, but only on release. However, on their Discord, they're having a contest for uh, for 20 beta keys. Oh. So I entered the contest, and to enter the contest, you had to make a map with the theme Kindergarten Alchemy Mishap. Okay. So I made a map with a little mini adventure to go with it. In Did which... You go ahead. Did you use a school from Kindergarten Cop? No, 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 no. I actually found a map for uh, an old like floor plan from like an old schoolhouse in like oh. the, like a real floor plan and based it on that. But uh, basically, you go into the you go into the map, and in the schoolhouse, first off, all the doors are locked in the schoolhouse. They're magically locked, so you can't even pick them. Uh -oh. Except if you go around the back, the back of the building is blown out. Like, it's exploded. Oh, shit. As you approach the building, if you pass a high enough perception check, mm -hmm. uh, you find a, you see gerbils just running around the wilderness. Gerbils? 
gerbils, correct. Okay. Um, and but then you go in, and when you once you make it into the hole in the back, there is one desk, perfectly pristine, in the middle of this crater, and then all the other desks are like pushed off and thrown to the side of the room. Bro, that so sounds like desk, a, a Fallout Three Easter egg. Kinda. Um, and then if you investigate the room, you really find nothing. Uh, but you need to find a way into the cellar. Oh. When you're in the cellar, you're going to find alchemy supplies and shit like that. But you're going to be attacked by a monster. It's called a goth. G-A-U-T-H, not G-O-T-H. But the goth has max HP, so it has 99 HP. However, at half HP, it's going to switch between running away from you and fighting you. At 25 HP, it's going to go to the corner of the room and start crying. (laughs) If you kill it, the adventure ends there and you never find out what happens. Oh. Shit, you might win this. If you do do either an insight check on the creature or a perception check to see the torn clothes of a little girl laying on the ground, you might figure out what happened. And if someone casts greater restoration on the on the creature, it turns into a little girl named Gwendolyn. Oh. And she'll tell you that she tried to do a really impressive assignment for her mid-season test, but it kind of went wrong and she accidentally turned all her classmates into gerbils. Oh. So if you kill the gerbils, you're killing kids. Yes, so you need to now go and gather up all the gerbils. However, if you have anyone in your party who has speak with animals, and they speak to the gerbils first, the gerbils will take you to the teacher, who is also a gerbil, and she will tell you that she's trying to get her spell book out of the school de- out of her teacher's desk, but she can't because she can't speak the code word to unlock the desk because she's a gerbil. Got it. So you then will unlock the desk for her, and then she will chew a page out of her spell book to hand to you, which is Greater Restoration, which Mm. you can then cast on her, and then she'll go down into the cellar and reverse all of the shit. And if you do it that way and everyone is saved, then there's rewards involved. Shit, dude. I mean, that Uh, sounds pretty awesome. I hope you win. So I hand drew the map. And then I brought it on to uh, Photoshop to add some color and textures and stuff. Well, but, you uh, never want to do half-ass. That's right. But yeah, I hope uh, it, it's going to be... It's, it, it was just fun to do, but yeah, I hope I get something out of it. Uh, and that is it for my recents. Now listen, I got no news for you. Except, None. Except Carnage is celebrating his 30th birthday next year. It's Happy weird to me that I'm younger than Carnage. That weirds me out a little bit. But we should probably do a show like Freaky Five Favorite Carnage Kills or something like that. Because I don't honestly, think with how with how much of a slut he is, we could almost even do Freaky Five like people who have hosted the Carnage symbiote, just because he's been everywhere. But uh, but yeah, that'd be interesting. Yeah, we should definitely do a Carnage show. That'd be cool. All right, uh, but that's that's it of my news, man. Go on, you you go on. Okay, well, um, we are gonna uh, uh, we're gonna go watch uh, Spider-Man: Far From Home. No way home. Uh, wow, 
Spider-Man No Way Home now and then come back and tell you guys all about it. However, it is worth noting that as of right now, it's still at 100% on Rotten Tomatoes, Ooh. which is cool. And I think, how many how many reviews in? I th- last I checked, it was like 50 or, or 60. Let's check. But uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's really exciting for me. I think that's really cool. Uh, I can't say anything else about Spider-Man Far From Home because for the past week, I've been like a horse with blinders on trying to avoid freaking everything. I already got something spoiled by a freaking YouTube thumbnail. Oh, that the child showed up? What? That Grogu showed up? Oh, shut up. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so that's, uh, let's see. Oh, no, it did go down. It went down to 94%, but at out of 133 reviews. So I think we're still okay. That's a lot of reviews. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty solid, bro. It might be, yeah. cape, it might be the Cape movie of the year. I hope so. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I've got, I, I'm not, I can't, I, I can't say I don't have high expectations for this movie because I do. Um, would you argue they are uh, unreasonable expectations? Like, can, can they be met? I think I'm more realistic than a lot of the Spider fandom right now. Right. Like, if you know who's aren't in the movie, I'm not going to fucking riot. You get what I mean? Got it. Uh, But, you know, whatever. We'll see. Uh, so I think we I will have see in, in like a, in like a few in minutes. a few hours, correct. <laughs> um, but uh, other than that, uh, Captain Carter, uh, a Captain Carter comic book comes out next March. Oh, we're getting okay. Yeah, okay. I think that's super cool. I love the Peggy Carter character. I hope they keep doing shit with her, and it's cool that we're gonna get a whole ass comic. Love it. The art looks great. Uh, I'm super excited for. It. I don't know who's doing the art yet. I've just seen images, uh, but it looks awesome. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, who, you know, we got a lot of hype for last week because it was, uh, the trailer came out for the v- uh, VGAs. Um, but it has a different name in Japan. Oh? In Japan, it's Sonic versus Knuckles. Dawn of Justice? <laughs> God damn it. I no. did that same joke before recording, but still. <laughs> Correct. We're, so we're serving it up for the freaks, though. Uh, but yeah, uh, no, it's just uh, Sonic versus Knuckles, which uh, is pretty cool. Uh, I'm wondering what that's going to mean with Robotnik, because if Sonic is going to be antagonized by Knuckles, I wonder how Robotnik plays into that. Like, maybe Robotnik is manipulating our red echidna. Well, I, I mean, it certainly seemed that way. Obviously, you haven't seen the trailer, right. and you don't want the trailer, but I would argue it could be like... Like most uh, superhero movies, where where Sonic fights Knuckles, the big right. bad, but Robotnik fights Tails, maybe. Oh, that could be. Because Tails is in the movie, we see it in the poster. Hopefully, you knew that, and I didn't just yes. spoil it. No, 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 I didn't. <laughs> um, well, he's but, also uh, in like at the end of the first movie. Th- that is true. That is also true. I do want to know. Sorry, spoilers um, for anyone who hasn't seen Sonic One. <laughs> I do want to know, like, because George mentioned uh, last week, I think, on the show, where it's like, how is this? It's more Sonic 3 than it is Sonic 2. But I also saw on Reddit, somebody said, no, this is Sonic Adventure, like, through and through. So I I haven't seen any of it, so I don't know. But I can't help but think that Sonic and Knuckles also has to play an influence here. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. I'm just saying. Uh, but I don't know. And I won't know till the movie comes out. And I'm okay with that. Um, but yeah, I think that's... Uh, I think that's a, it's a cool title, and it excites me for the possible premise of the movie. Uh, also, just on the topic of Miles, Miles is one of my favorite pun names of any fictional character ever. Miles Prower? Miles Prower is such a good name. Yeah, it is. It is. It's almost as good. Do you remember the movie Sky High? Yeah. I think it was Sky High that had a character named Warren Peace. Yeah. Yeah. Good fucking name. Anyway, um... And then I have one more piece of news, and it's not happy news. Um, Toei Animation has been the talk of the YouTube uh, creator discussion room, you can say. Not just just there, but like every Dragon Ball fan. Sure, but, but yes, I agree. But I'm saying the discussion from the YouTube end is specifically what I want to talk about. Because it pertains heavily on fair use policy and how YouTube is bullshit about it. <laughs> Indeed. Why don't you tell people if they missed out on it? So you'll have to remind me. What is our cre- the creator's name? Uh, totally Not Mark. Thank you. Totally Not Mark is a content creator on YouTube who has been doing it for years now. And he mostly talks about anime. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of his content is based on Toei Animation IPs. Mm-hmm. Uh, he does reviews on the Dragon Ball series, the movies, the games he's done. He's done reviews on almost everything that Toei's ever touched. Yeah. Um, And then one night, he got an alert that Toei Animation has submitted a copyright strike against eight of his videos. Two hours later, it was 28 of his videos. Uh, by the time he woke up the next morning, Toei Animation had done a copyright strike on over half of his video catalog, about 150 videos. Just just for, for context, because I actually follow him, I'm subscribed to him, he did breakdowns on each arc yeah. of Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball GT, and Dragon Ball Super. Then he also did every Dragon Ball movie. Like, just to give you context on how much this guy has done coverage and how many videos you you could think of that would do that. He even did breakdowns on why certain characters work and why they don't work. Like, it's through him I learn what a passive character is with, with Gohan. Right. And, like, what that means and how that is interpreted. I learned that from him. So, Toei doing this... Uh, from the bottom of my heart, go fuck yourself, Toei. No, not just that. You want to talk about being extra shitty. And I'm sure this is a case of Toei is such a big company that, like, the left hand doesn't talk to the right hand. You get me? Right. But in January, Toei Animation reached out to him to help promote a Dragon Ball project. Wow, I didn't know about that. Yes, dude. So how do you go from asking a content creator to help promote your content to then copyright striking 150 videos worth of him promoting your content. And here's the thing, and here's what's pissing off the community, because obviously people are pissed off at Toei, and there is a huge cry right now to boycott the new Dragon Ball movie. Right, um, which uh, which is Dragon Ball Super, 
superhero. Just it's a bad cool. name, but it's yeah. Uh, but there's also like something to be said about YouTube's copyright claims policy, because here's what's gonna happen. Here's how the copyright claim works. Okay, he's gonna file a uh, an appeal. Mm-hmm. By the way, you can only file one appeal at a time. That's 150 videos, though. Fuck. Correct. That's 150 uh, appeals. Holy so, shit. Uh, you, can, you file the appeal, and the appeal gets reviewed not by YouTube, but by the person that filed the appeal. So it gets reviewed by Toei Animation. That's not They true. then have two weeks to, uh, to review the appeal. If it doesn't get overturned, you can then file for a second appeal. That takes another two weeks. At that point, if it's not overturned, then you can file the third appeal, which is where you uh, you start you you start pursuing legal action. So what that happens is you send a notice to the filer of the claim, and they can respond and either say, "Okay, we'll see you in court," or we'll overturn it. Or if they don't respond, it gets overturned. So meaning you get your video back. Right. But that means that that process takes a month and a half per video. That's that's what that's not even that's not worth it. It's not. But meanwhile, this dude is stuck without like half of his of, of the work he's put. Like his, like the the passion that he's put into his content over the past several years, half of it's gone. That and that's just sucks. because YouTube takes a non-creator approach to the way they do things. And it sucks. Yeah, there's uh, an inherent bias towards the people that actually make YouTube worth it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, get on fucking social media, at Toei and at YouTube. Like, really, this is garbage. Toei, this is shitty as fuck. Is that uh, it for I, your news? That is I do it have, for my news. Oh. I pulled a rude. I forgot a recent. Ooh, okay. Um, so the Game Awards obviously not only showed Sonic trailer, but they also yes. showed a new trailer for The Matrix, the new Matrix oh, film. Right. You and I both skipped that trailer because I don't want to yes. watch any more trailers of Matrix. I'm I'm sufficiently hype as it is. Yes. Um. However, they gave us uh for the PS5 and the Xbox, the new one, uh. Uh, Unreal 5 tech demo. Yeah, I talked about this last episode. You did. Yes. But I actually got to play it. Yeah. Oh, you did? Yeah, it's on my oh. 5. It was 30 gigs, but you couldn't tell who was the real Keanu. That's amazing. Yeah, uh, I've granted, seen some things. I, yeah, like, granted, I played on my, my boy's... Uh, TV, which I think the max output was 1080p. I mean, it's pretty good resolution, but holy fuck, just the 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 texture popping, the drop distance, blown the fuck away. Yeah, and fun. you get to and you get to see the different lighting because it lets you change that. It lets you change everything, and I actually it it, it has maybe a minute of gameplay where you get to sure. shoot at agents. But that shit felt real fucking good. I mean, yeah, man. Unreal Five is legit, bro. Uh, Unreal, like I've I've been following, you know, the release of Unreal Five for forever. I've talked about it here on the podcast. It's it's huge, man. 
And again, it's worth reminding everybody that Unreal 5 is free. It's free? It's free so- until you start making money off of it. Right, and then you have to kick it up because, Correct. of course. Yes. But still, but- like, if you're an up-and-comer that you want to practice this shit, you can. Yeah, you have to, like, it's once you make, like, it's not even, like, a small amount either. Like, it's not like, oh, once you make any money. No, it's like once you make, I think it's $20,000. I have to look this up. I'm not sure. Once you make $20,000 off of a project you made with Unreal, that's when you have to pay for a license. All right, but that that for sure is the end of my recent. Sorry about that. No, it's okay. I, I, I love talking about Unreal whenever possible because, like I said, the fact that that is a free thing that's available to people that people are that people like at home today have these triple A studio quality tools available to them free is awesome. So uh yeah, if if you're I into gu- that I, kind of thing, check out Unreal 5. Yeah, I guess your love for it is unreal. Uh, uh, <laughs> but that does it for our news and recents. Let's go thwip over there. We're gonna go pick up Papa Rude, head over to the movie theater. And uh, we'll uh, we'll see you guys in a minute. Bye. Bye, freaks. Hello, everyone. This is Bone King, and you're listening to the Fan Freaks podcast, hosted proudly on the Fan Freaks Facebook group. That's F-A-N-F-R-E-E-K-S, Fan Freaks. Be careful what you wish for, Parker. Hello, Peter. And we're back, freaks. And holy shit. Talk about a fucking movie, bud. Wow. (sighs) Um, I'm, I am shooketh. Truly, truly shooketh. Yeah, both of you, uh, I, I don't think I've ever seen you guys this way. Not even for the other Spidey movies or Endgame or anything like that. Well, I I haven't seen you guys like this. There's a lot of reasons for that. This, is, this felt I, like the first time I saw the first Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movie. Right. Which was o- O2, right? I think so, yeah. Uh, so that's how special this felt to me. Yeah. Um, uh, but, but before we get into that, we're going to talk about it spoiler-free, but later on we will get into spoilers. We will get into like the bread and butter of the film. Uh, first off, should we say right now initially... Um, that it is a good movie. Yes. 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 Is it a I good standalone def- movie? Yes. I think even right? if you never knew any of these characters, right? But you like the fantasy genre, you would enjoy this. I think that Spider-Man is in the popular zeitgeist enough that even without having ever seen another Spider-Man movie, you know enough to enjoy this movie. Right. Okay, I, I I don't agree. Interesting. Okay, we can get into that, but um, you're gonna get that a lot during the rest of this episode of me not agreeing. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, shit. Uh, because like I feel both of you are a little biased because it's a weapon. We're not a little biased. We're a lot of bias. We're true Spidey fans. Right. right? I get and that. And in the end, this movie was made for us. Right, but if it was a Superman movie, I'd be, I'd be in your shoes. I'd be like, no way. Yes, this so, is so phenomenal. Be, There's right. nothing wrong with it. So Perfect. don't be a hater. 
I'll see it again so, three more times in three consecutive days or, or whatever you did for Man of Steel that you mentioned earlier. Yes. So your, your so one of your main criticisms so far is that you don't think it's it's the independent. It, no. Okay. No, at all. I, I really don't think so. Interesting. Okay. Uh, special effects, visual effects, and computer generated effects. I I tell you what. The, the, uh, there's a there's a um, there's a couple effects that are like really fucking good, mm. really good. And then there was like one or two that I I didn't like. I okay. I do have to rewatch it. We saw this in 3D. Uh, I'm gonna say right now, I don't think the 3D was worth it. Okay. That's me personally. I've never really been a big fan of 3D, but uh, James, you actually really love visual arts, so you might uh, have a different opinion than me. I don't know how you feel about 3D, Jim. Um, you know, for this movie, I'm glad I saw it in 3D, but uh, I would probably prefer in 2D as a, you know as a repeat, which I'm going to repeat, of course. Right, right. Um, but there are some very good effects here. Um, it is trippy there. It does. I, you know what? Let me backtrack a bit and say it does succeed in my personal expectations of the film. Okay. Cause there's people out there that are going in with, um, this is, this movie's going to introduce the X-Men. Everything's going to introduce the X-Men. Oh once my they, God. <laughs> once everything of the MCU, it's always this, it's some gargantuan mammoth expectation that nothing could fulfill that. Right. Right. Unless it's a fucking five hour epic Ten Commandments type of film. This is it that. But if you keep it measured to spitiness, you're gonna walk away happy, I feel. I think that's the best way to go about this. But back to the effects, I do really like it. There's some that I'll get into later in the spoiler part. But yeah, uh I do like the effects. How did you like it? There's one major effect that I've been looking for them to improve, and I think they did. Uh, and that's on the Tom Holland cloth suits. They've always looked bad to me. Yeah. When you say cloth suits, you mean the Peter Parker suit, like the outfit, or the P- or the Spider-Man The suit? Spider-Man suits. Because the thing is, like, so all of his suits are fully CG. They have been since the beginning. Uh, even though he wears an actual suit, they CG over it. Um... And that works really well for the spider armor suit mm. because like high reflection, metallics, all of that, that's made for CG. Right. The, the rigidity of the panels, the, you know, the whole uh, nanotech aspect of it, mm. that's perfect for CG. Yep. So I think the iron spider armor has always looked good. Okay. I think it's always like, but then you compare that to the cloth suits and they've always looked kind of fuzzy, like like lacking in detail right you know what i mean like there's there's this weird there's a blur there there's a blur yeah, yeah. Like everything's made out of felt you know <laughs> there's no threat meanwhile <laughs> and this is the standard i hold it up to is the amazing spider-man 2 suit in the opening scene of that movie there's like the the, the sky it's what i call the skydiving scene where there's a moment where he's just in free dive and you actually see some looseness in the suit and it's flapping in the wind like a wingsuit. That's what they modeled it after. It was right. like a, a you know a skydiving wingsuit, and that made it look more real. Right. It didn't look like some really weird matte body paint, which is what I think a lot of Tom Holland's effects look like. Right. Would you? In this movie. I do. They upped it. It looked. Yeah. It's still a little weird in the way it sits on him, 
but at least it looks like cloth. It moves and reacts at, with his movements. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I like, yeah. Yeah, you, definitely you, an improvement, all right? And, uh, you know, it was one of the negatives of, of the, the costume. You yeah, know? previously. It looked painted on. Yeah. Right? Or, or glued on. <laughs> uh, Black Panther struggled a little bit with that, too. A little bit. Uh, yeah. yeah well, <laughs> well, no, the, the, the Wakandan train scene is a nightmare of CG, for I, sure. I, I would argue the entire third act, but the, the rhinos. The oh, rhinos, yeah. The rhinos look really bad. But, I mean, if you're just focusing on suits, yeah. Yeah. The 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 train scene with Killmonger versus Black Panther. Yeah. Um it was just two like blurry matte black yeah. suits fighting each other. Um I do have a question for both of you. Okay. Sure. Uh one of the chief complaints of the previous two Spidey films in the MCU, um uh Homecoming and, and Far From Home, yes. is Tom Holland's either not Peter Parker enough or not Spidey right. enough. Andrew has been said to be the most Spidey, whereas his Peter falters. Right. Toby has the best Peter, but his, his Spidey falters. Right. right. Has Tom ascended? Has he gotten to be what we want him to be, which is 616 Spidey, I imagine? Okay. That's I, what we want. I have always thought that he had a great balance of the two. Okay. Right? To me, as far as and representing Spider-Man, he has done the best job. I think that independently, he hasn't been as good as his predecessors, mm -hmm. but he's the best at both. Right. At both Peter and Spidey. Yes, yes. meaning he, that, that balance, is yeah. he the best Peter? No. Is he the best Spider-Man? No. Is he the best at being both of them? I think so. Meaning, is he the best at balancing both of them, like you said? Mm -hmm. I think that's the case. And I think this movie dialed that up a little bit more. Um, granted, I'm the uh, not not the most webbiest of heads here uh, <laughs> compared to you two. Um, I would like to say that every film that Tom has been Peter, yes, has met my expectations in terms of just performance. Yes. Um. Personally, for me, the Infinity War performance that he had as Peter Parker mm -hmm. was like my benchmark as his best. Yes, but this this met that. Yes, oh, hundred yeah. percent. This was uh, regarding you know in I the think third act, act yeah. his third act was. Yeah. No, I yeah, believe no, that this, as an this actor, was, he's got chops. Yeah. yeah. No, Tom. Yeah. Tom is here to stay. If he keeps doing what he's doing, mm -hmm. he's got a long fucking career. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. A long fucking career. That uh, um, you didn't see it, right, but I'm gonna briefly mention it. The the promo for Chartered, that looks oh, awesome. Oh, for Uncharted, yeah. Uncharted. There's a lot of criticism about that trailer. Really? Well, <laughs> it's because nobody really asked for a young Nathan Drake movie. Mm -hmm. But nonetheless, I'm here for it. But that's where that's some we're we're, we're getting we're we're leaving Stay our zone. Stay tuned for the Tom Holland special. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, Freaky Five Tom Holland performance. Really quick, one of the more important things is writing. How did yes. you feel about the writing in this, the dialogue and such? I consider it an incredible feat, right? That they were able to take all these aspects and tie them together so naturally and so organically right? and still tell a story. Okay. And what is, in my opinion, the hardest thing to do is truly understanding a character. Mm. And that gets harder the more characters you have. Yes. And yes. I still, and I think that 
well, I don't. I wish I knew who the scriptwriter was for this. Uh, but they understood the characters they were writing for. They understood the assignment. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because everyone felt like unique, separate characters in mm -hmm. this. Yes. Everyone had like clear motivations. It was never blurry. Everyone seemed very like rendered. Like their personality was rendered effortlessly in this. You really you're do, saying they're three dimensional yeah. characters. They're not. 100%. They're, they're not. And you really do get a feeling that they stepped right out of their own movies into this yes. one. Well, that's getting a little spoilery, but not really. I mean, if somebody <laughs> didn't watch the trailers or anything. Yeah, you mean like me and my son? No, like, at this <laughs> point, like, I don't know, man. Like, I am expert-level trailer dodging, and even I couldn't avoid knowing that, you know, some of these villains were in this. Exactly. So this <laughs> film has four writing credits. Oof. Uh, well, that's IMDb. They, they got two, two of them are not on this film. It's okay. Stanley and Steve Ditko. For oh, some okay. Uh, Chris McKenna and Eric Summers. Okay. Which uh, doesn't bode well for me because it's a Summers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this That's man great. oh chris chris also hey. wrote um far from home and no way home oh, there you go oh he wrote jumanji <laughs> the first one the second one yeah oh that's unfortunate anyway we're getting uh, but 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 my point is in this movie like i said it really did feel like everyone was distinct yes and felt like they they nobody just blurred into the generic villain role. Right. And even though there were so many of them, they all kept, like uh, carried their own weight. Yes. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Yeah, I, I do agree. And that's uh, definitely something we're going to go into a lot more. Before we get into spoilers, really quick, can you rate it? One out of ten? No. I'm too no? emotional right now. Uh, yeah. it's Like, right now, I'm at, like, yeah. a 15. Okay. But I need to give it another watch. So I'm more objective yes. about it because uh, I'm as giddy as a schoolgirl right now. I'm gonna tell you right now, personally for me, <coughs> this is solid top five MCU. Okay, for I me, like that. If not top three, okay, I uh, would have to watch it again just to yeah. see where it is. And eight point five, almost nine, nine probably. Yeah. The more I think about not, it, the more I like it. Not not bad for a non-believer. <laughs> <laughs> um. But, yeah, but like, I think now we can... Just my final points on that is, yeah, like I said, I am too emotional, but I do think that just from the objective things I talk about, there's enough for me to definitely at least agree with you. Mm. I can't imagine a rewatch is going to make me think this is not in my top five MCU. Right. Um, now, in terms of the other claim I have to make about this movie, that needs to be more objective, and we will get into that. <laughs> so with that, with that being said, Freaks, this is your time to, to hop off, uh, to get off at the station. Uh, we are now our our next stop is Spoilerville, uh, so kindly depart. Keep your hands and legs inside the vehicle, uh, and we will catch you guys next episode. But for those of you who either don't care about being spoiled or have already ridden this ride, uh, let's get into it. Welcome to Islands of Adventure. <laughs> <laughs> ah! No, All right. sorry, no, go ahead. Fucking um, let's uh, let's get to it. Okay. Holy shit, this movie's emotional. Yes. This laughed, packs <laughs> This packs similar emotional punch to what that one scene in Andrew Garfield's The Amazing Spider-Man 2 punches. Like it hit those notes for me. The Gwen scene? Yeah. Okay. Uh which is in my opinion one of the better scenes in that movie. Mm. But anyway, um 
Where do we start? Yeah, that's the problem. I, I think the most important thing to start right now is just to let everyone know that this film is not only a culmination of, I want to say, Tom's origin story of Spider-Man, right. but it's also the culmination of two other franchises of Spider-Man. Right. Yes, Toby and Andrew come back, but they also round out their characters. Like, yeah. they fulfill... Yes. This. You um, get an end cap. Yeah, this is... Yeah, there was very a lot of closure in this movie. A hun- yes. If mm-hmm. there was if there was a theme of the film, mm-hmm. it's closure. Mm-hmm. Um, overall... Overall, I do think this is one of the few times that not only Marvel, but any superhero film where the main criticism came from from Spider-Man 3, which was too many villains. This is the one time it actually felt organic and it it felt timely to what was happening. Um, But part of that reason is because... Harry Goblin, uh, Sandman, and Venom, what I said, all of their motivations became really blurry. Right. Their interactions became were, were nothing. No. They, they didn't matter. Mm-hmm. And the stakes just weren't really there for either of them. There and was, I think that was possible because of the contrast of the characters in this movie. Yeah. Right? I'm one of the people that would criticize Homecoming and Far From Home from being Iron Man Jr. movies. Yes. This is the one movie of Tom that I felt was actually Peter. It's it was actually a Spider-Man movie. It's definitely the most divorced from his relationship with Tony. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, and also, for those wondering, no. Uh, Doctor Strange does not turn into a new Tony. And no, Doctor Strange is not Mephisto. Yeah, or no. he's also not the Strange Supreme. He's not. It, it's it's our Steven. Yeah. Um, but he's not Sorcerer Supreme. What? He's not Sorcerer <laughs> Supreme. Yeah. Uh, that was that's nice to see that. Even though it's it makes sense though. Right. Yeah. The the blip happened exactly. Uh-huh. So Wong is Sorcerer Supreme on a technicality. Yeah, it's cool to see the after effects of the storyline, you know, continuing on. And I yeah. like that Wong isn't like, oh no, I need to you you I need to give you the mantle back. Wong's like, no, fuck you. I'm Sorcerer Supreme. <laughs> <laughs> Which means that as Sorcerer Supreme, the motherfucker is out there getting into into UFC fights with the Abomination. <laughs> yeah. Which is very funny to me. Uh, like, that's not very Sorcerer Supreme-like. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about what you said. Uh, this movie's uh, reliance on previous uh, entries. Mm-hmm. So, yes. Uh, what I mean by that is it helps immensely especially in the weight of the of the scenes to know a the or original trilogy with Toby and the two films with Andrew there's there's so much there that it helps content it content, helps that but, yes. but my issue is if i went in blind as a fucking bat and uh-huh. i didn't see the the Toby films right i didn't see the Andrew films i would not resonate with this if I were, say, a seven, eight-year-old that had never seen those but only seen Toms, I'd be like, who are they? I'd be very confused while, while some 28, 30-year-old is next to me crying because he gets to see Toby one more time. There, there's, there's, a, there's a disconnect there, and I feel that. Like, I've argued before. There's certain times where this feels like weaponized nostalgia, and it, and 
oh, remember this? This is your favorite thing. Right. It just, there's sometimes where I felt that, where it just detracted. If I were to go into this blind, this is my point. If I were to go into this blind, I don't think I would feel the emotion that you're talking about earlier. The emotional resonance, I don't think would, would fit there. I think the only scene that really impacts is Andrew's scene. Because here's one yes. thing I will say about this movie. Yeah, because Toby didn't really have Toby a whole lot of Toby has a that. lot of... Exp- uh, unfortunately, he had a lot of um, exposition dialogue that just, you know, with Ned and right. with uh, Andrew's character and with Tom. There's exposition there. And, yeah, I mean, t- Andrew didn't have a finality to his character. No. Toby did. Yeah. Right. Spider-Man 3 did happen, and whatever anybody can say about it, it did finish his arc, yeah. so to speak. So I have two points, two counterpoints to you. And one being that, and this is one of the things the movie did well, it wasn't a th- a, a, a three, uh, the three Spider-Man movie. Right. It was, no, it, it, remained, Tom. yes. it was Tom's movie. Yes. So whereas I agree with you that audience, like fresh audiences new to the Spider-Man franchise might miss out on some of the context from that, I, don't, I still don't think that they're missing out on the majority of the movie, which is Tom's. Right. And also because of the way the story played out, you know, that we already knew about multiple dimensions and people being sucked in, that anybody who didn't know uh, the other two would have figured that out. And then the other point I have and this is just because they're related to what he just said, is I think Into the Spider-Verse kind of disproves you a little bit and that it's proven that audiences can just accept there's multiple Spider-People right. from different universes. Yeah. Apparently right. Apparently secretly wish for it. That, that's fine, <laughs> but you can't use another film to, to, to affirm a point in one film. Why not? Yeah. Because the whole goal is to judge this film solely on its merits. So no, you mean I'm, as a this isn't a judgment. You, of, I'm you, not judging the film. I'm judging audience reaction. Right. Okay. So what the I'm audience saying, would already have to have seen Into the Spider Verse. No. To use your point. No. Just, I, no. 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 You're not listening, or you're not getting what I'm saying. Let me. I'm sorry. I, I apologize. What I'm saying is Into the Spider Verse, okay. independently of everything else, people who went into Into the Spider Verse fresh. Kids, people who have never seen Spider-Man, they saw that movie for the first time. They were introduced to multiple Spider-People mm-hmm. and accepted it whole heart, wholesale, no problem. Okay. So if that is true, then the precedent, then the precedent uh, should remain that that should also be true here. Right. That people who are going into this experience fresh should have no problem accepting multiple Spider-People for multiple Spider-Verses. Right. Yes, but as a critic, you should believe that this film, you shouldn't use anything else. You should be able to walk into this and say, okay, does this tell a coherent plot from A to B? Why should I care about these characters using this film alone? Did they give enough reasoning? Are they three-dimensional enough in just the third act? Because Toby and Andrew just shows up at the end of the second and the beginning of the third act. Right, right. Which... I, I do want to say, first and foremost, because I feel the daggers coming. Uh, first and foremost, you might not make it out of here. While alive. this plot isn't anything um, magnificent, I would argue. However, it is concise. It makes its point. You already know, and they explain it with, ooh, 
Ooh, baby, it's magic. <laughs> you know. It, yeah, uh, it, it's the, definitely the force in this movie. Right. <laughs> there's, there's really, it really fulfills that. Yeah. I didn't need anything else. Like, walking away, I can safely say I had a better time with this movie than Endgame. I agree. Yeah. Uh, I think this is a more coherent, yes, written film, and it, it's less busy work, and it's almost as long as Endgame. This almost. is a two-hour-and-a-half film. Yeah. Endgame was three hours long. This film also, there's some trim that you could cut here with some fat. Not yeah. a whole lot. Not really no, no, lot. but like you could easily make this a two-hour 20 movie maybe. Sure. There's some things here that you can cut. Yeah. But other than that, like I, uh, I'm rambling here. My, (laughs) my, my thing is, I just want to say that you do need, in my opinion, this is me. You do need prior knowledge to fully. Oh yeah. To fully. Yes. To fully enjoy this and to fully hit that mark. I agree. If you don't, I feel it doesn't hit it enough. Interesting. It right. doesn't fulfill that enough. Okay, but the that's Andrew like saying scene, that we, we uh, everybody loves pizza, but you know, uh, it's nice when you get the extra cheese. Okay, but it doesn't <laughs> that. No. All right, but the Andrew scene. Mm-hmm. If you don't yes. watch the amazing scenes, yes. he he mentioned it perfectly. It doesn't fulfill. Yeah, that. yeah. Same with. Uh, can we just say it now? Norman almost killing Toby. Yeah, uh, I mean it's a spoiler. I, yeah, I mean we we we're, we're, in, we're in spoiler territory. Yes, exactly. I like that. Oh yeah, yeah. That I is wanted Toby to, to die. I character. honestly wanted no. Toby to die because I would have fulfilled more of his arc. No, and not only that, this if movie Norman made something it? clear. Goblin almost killed Toby. Right. Yeah. Because this movie further cemented the fact that they are like two, two separate different personalities. Yeah. Right. It's very Gollum Smeagol. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God, I Defoe. Holy yeah. Oh yeah. Defoe. We're gonna just, talk about him and all of that. Right. Yeah. But, I mean, that's that's my initial thoughts. You can. No, I to, I can definitely agree with the statement that context, like you don't get the fu- you don't get the full experience of this movie without context. Absolutely. Right. Yes, I agree. But but I think if you're like a, a child, an eight year old child, but you like fantasy, all right, you've read a couple books, so you're into it, right, and you go see this movie. Right? That it's clear enough what happens, right? And you're going to enjoy it as a fantasy film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When I was nine, I enjoyed Phantom Menace. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's get into the meat of this. The, so this movie picks up literally hot off of... Uh, minutes. Uh, yeah, literally. Mm-hmm. Not even minutes. He's still on the lamppost. Right. <laughs> like, it picked uh, Far From Home. There we go. Picks up right after Far yeah. From Home. With the big revelation, Quentin Beck's... Uh, Quentin Beck's uh, lie. lie, his bamboozle that Spider-Man killed him and he's killing a bunch of innocent people and whatever. Uh, can I say I like that they didn't spend a lot of time on that? Yeah. They could have got bogged down. Yeah. And, and, you know. I mean, thank God that they they got rid of that really quickly because yes. it would have, yes, the best thing you said right there. Yeah. Bogged down. Yeah. Grind that fucking shit to a halt. Yeah. I did not need fucking courtroom scene in the yeah, first act. Right. Exactly. I'm fine with that. I didn't and there need was so fuck. much content in this. Um, how do you, really didn't how do you guys feel about damage control being uh, pieces of shit like this? I'm for it. I, I kind of like it being a um, 
an angrier shield. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I, you know, they're bitter. <laughs> oh, I agree. Yes, <laughs> agreed. Uh, and I think with the whole uh, Fury being off-world, he can't oversee shit like that anymore. So damage control is filling this void, and with that happening... Though it's interesting, though, that damage control has to be an extension of S.H.I.E.L.D. somehow. Yeah. Because they're aware that Fury is off-world. I mean, does S.H.I.E.L.D. even still exist? To some extent. Like, there's... I mean, we do have S.W.O.R.D. Yeah. We do have S.W.O.R.D. So, I don't don't know. I Uh, think that's just what S.H.I.E.L.D. is. But but I'm saying, like, you'd figure that Nick Fury being on an alien base mm. would be pretty classified information. And yet they know. You get me? It's feasible that it's another branch of the military that knows it. Sure. But I'm just saying, Nick, like, S.H.I.E.L.D. is a top-secret branch. Right. So there's clearly some connection there. But I do like them being just, like, very, you know, boot-stomping, tyrannical almost. I have a question um, for you. Yes. How do you feel about MJ and Peter? I love it. (laughs) I think they're great. This is the best MJ you've had, right? I still haven't ever gotten MJ from the comics. Mm-hmm. You're That's not going the, to, I think. I don't. I don't think so either. Um, we I, we know how I feel about uh, uh, Kirsten Dunst. Dunst, thank you. We know how I feel about Dunst. We never got to see the Amazing Spider-Man two MJ because she was cut from the film. Right. Uh, so we're I I have yet, and I don't think I will, at least not anytime soon, get MJ from the comics. Right. But this relationship. Is much better. Their chemistry is just so spot well, on. Similarly I, to Emma and Andrew, it yes. helps that they're actually together. Yes, but this has got a, a, I know, a little uh, sense of that innocence, that teenage innocence sure. that I thought was lacking in the other two. Right? Sure. Uh, yeah, I, I, I agree with that. But um, but yeah, so yeah, their chemistry is fantastic, and they're both great actors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fantastic actors. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, really across the board. Spider-Man has consistently been played by good actors. Tobey Maguire is a fantastic actor. Yeah. Andrew Garfield has blown me away in some of the other roles he's done. Uh-huh. Uh, fucking Hacksaw Ridge and all the shit oh, he's Hacksaw done. Hacksaw Ridge, yeah, well, awesome. And, and Tom is proving to be a, ca- a truly capable actor. Right. Zendaya in Euphoria has thoroughly proved her acting chops. Emma Stone we know is a great actress. Um, yeah. But my point is, yeah, I like their relationship. It feels good. It feels nice. Mm-hmm. Which is why, oh, God, we'll talk about that in a moment. But, uh, but um, uh, to make the comment, because yes. I also am n- not getting the MJ I wanted, right. right? The fact that, uh, you know, it was all this cultural right, turmoil that we're going through now and adjustments are being made about race and all this and that uh-huh. and uh, rewritten the characters practically. Sure. Okay. So, but I knew that, you know, when I saw it happening, that this is what the world is about now. Okay. So I was open to accepting a new okay. a, MJ and she delivers. Yeah. It is. They did make very specifically, as a matter of fact, that this character is divorced, is separate right. from the comic book MJ mm-hmm. because they call her, uh, Jones Watson, and she specifically said, "I don't go by Watson." See, that seemed very deliberate to me. And it's she, like she again, gives her first name uh, the MJ. The uh, names were MJ. I forgot what it was. Michelle. Her name's Michelle. She's gone by Michelle Jones so far. Uh-huh. But this, I think, one of the first times we got the hyphenated Michelle Jones Watson. That's it. Mm-hmm. And she, that's when she said, "I don't go by Watson." All right. 
But then later on, she also, when she was reading the newspaper, she did say Jones, but that's because she was reading it from the paper. Um, so, like we were saying, picks up hot from uh, from no way uh, from far from home. Right. Peter's identity is revealed. He's being uh, accused of being a killer, and New York is divided. Yes. Which was cool. Mm-hmm. I like that it wasn't just everyone's anti Spider Man. Some people are like, "We believe you, Spidey," and other people are like, "We believe Mysterio." But everybody was overwhelming Peter. Yeah. And, and let's t- uh, mention J. Jonah Jameson. Yes. But you're talking about an antagonist. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Stirring the pot. <laughs> Taking okay. the fucking Alex Jones role. 100%. Uh-huh. 100%. It was such a clear Alex Jones reference. It was great. Love that. Because, yeah, it's a perfect it's a perfect comparison. But it, it the movie did take some time to explain how this is affecting his life. Right. Because that was a big theme of this movie, mm-hmm. is how him being Spider-Man is affecting the ones he loves. Right. Um... Are we going to do a breakdown of each? No, we can't go scene by scene. This isn't a special. Right. <laughs> but we need to hit the key, the keystones here. Okay, so we, we get a little bit of a montage, them dealing with the aftermath. Yeah. We get our return of my boy, our boy, uh-huh. fuck that, Matt Charlie fucking Cox. Murdoch. Yep. Um, and we get a little him just, no, don't worry. You're going to be fine, happy. You're going to have to deal with some shit. Yeah. Get a lawyer. Get a really good lawyer. But I deal with the poor, so that's why I'm helping Peter. By the way, Peter firm, fervently is proven to be poor. Yes. And that is something we needed. Uh-huh. Right. We didn't get in the first two movies with this fucking getting a, getting a suit in the back of a private jet sponsored by Star. Sure. We definitely got a poor Peter Parker. And that's, yeah. yeah, we did. That's something that a lot of criticism has been weighed yes. at, Tom. Uh, really great scene with the hand, uh, the brick being oh, thrown. With- Daredevil catching the brick. Right. And Peter and Matt having that. How'd you? How, uh-huh. How'd you? How'd you? Yeah. We had that Little great moment. moment of recognition there. Um, then, obviously, we had the montage with the the college admission. Yep. So that's an important key. That's that because so they're kids leaving high school. Mm-hmm. Right. So they and they all want to get into school together. Right. So they can stay together. As yeah. Friends, you know, and, and then there's this moment where they're like their goal, their primary school that they're trying to get into is MIT. And they all get letters explaining that due to recent controversy, you well, we cannot consider your application at this time. Which and is funny that Flash got in, even though he wrote a book. I know. Saying that he's best friends with, with, <laughs> yeah. with Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, I know. And, and I'm glad uh, Flash got a hair dye and he's blonde. That, <laughs> that makes me feel better. Okay, sure. Uh, <laughs> Works for you, bud. Keep he's it still up. Not the, he's still not Flash Thompson. You, you, no. but we'll never get the Flash from the comics. Uh, no. Well, we almost did. I don't want to fight you, Flash. I wouldn't want to fight me either. There were plans to make the, the like the 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 Flash from Amazing Spider-Man Two was already in talks yeah. to do the Agent Venom role, right? And it just because of what happened to the Amazing Spider-Man never went anywhere. Yes. But anyway, less said about that franchise, the better. Sure. Well, we're gonna talk about it a lot. So. Yeah. So right, but I mean the fallout. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, so the whole and that's that's when you especially start to see the weight of his impact on his friends right. and the family he loves. Right, and he sees that. Yeah. yeah, which is something that I really liked in this was um, a lot of times when you're shooting something, I always feel that the camera doesn't tell you enough, and mm-hmm. and I know the director wants 
to to show not tell right and in this instance we had that a lot of it with these great close-ups on tom and tom has this great pouty face yeah <laughs> and he gives great face it's called <laughs> uh, it's called philip uh so people have commented that oftentimes when he's like serious or smoldering mm. Tom Holland looks like he's got a frog in his mouth <laughs> and he's like holding it in. Yeah. And the frog is now called Philip. Okay. That's uh, great. But yeah, that so he, great. you get that that from him. Mm -hmm. But uh yeah. So that that so that becomes like I said, that it is the main theme of the movie. Well, because you know, in the end, all right, I'm gonna jump ahead a little. <laughs> that almost always a right, Spider Man is, you know, has to make a sacrifice to right? Holy shit, yeah. man. Right? To uh, you know, <laughs> To come up with a solution for the the current situation, yeah. you know that's his solution to his problem. He his personal sacrifice. Well, damn, hey, right? he's he make a huge one in this film. All right, well, we'll get there. I just really wanted to point this out because right after this montage of the MIT thing mm -hmm. and all of them failing to get in, right, being denied or however the terminology is, you do get him finding the lady. No, no, no. Hang on, you 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 can't skip. What is what? What is the imp, the 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 wish? Yeah, the, the, yeah. This is Wonder Woman eighty four. Uh, <laughs> the 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 let's make a fucking spell. Yes, with yeah. Doctor Strange, where where he's not the Sorcerer Supreme. Yeah, <laughs> Wang is, Wang Chung is. Wang Chung. <laughs> Wang Chung. Yes. Wong. There right, we go. Yes. <laughs> Wang Wong. I always fuck it up. Um, but Wong is the Sorcerer Supreme. Over a technicality that Strange well, was blip. gone for five years, yeah. right? I was blipped for five years, so yeah, he's the Sorcerer Supreme. Um, how'd you feel about Doctor Strange in casual outfit? I thought it was great. Yeah, <laughs> with the cape. That yeah. absolutely, you're gonna see that at Dragon Con. Oh yeah, right? for sure, right. absolutely. Yeah. Well, you know, it, this it, is the depressed is, Thor yeah. all over again. Uh -huh. It is New York, so you know he wouldn't even. Not turn only that, he had fucking Siberian <laughs> Blizzard in his house. Yeah. Um. <laughs> So originally, his his ask was to turn back time to before Quentin Beck let the worms out of the bag. Right. Cat out of the bag. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Peter asks that, can you reverse time? Yeah. I don't have the time stone anymore. And then we get the idea to have people forget that he that Spider-Man is Peter Parker. Right. But then, kind of like when, you, when you're writing code and you keep making edits to code, <laughs> uh, Peter kept making edits to the spell that Doctor Strange was casting. Mid spell. Yes, right. mid spell. Which you don't do. Yeah, right. he, he didn't want his friends to forget him. He didn't want, you know, his aunt to forget him. So, you know, it's pro typical teenager. <laughs> I, I agree. Well, not, but that's just it. Because the first part of the spell, it wasn't forget him. Mm -hmm. It was just forget he was Spider-Man. Spider right. You get me? Like, I feel like the only one he really needed that with was MJ. MJ, yeah. I feel like... Telling Ned again would have been fine. Right. And, and, and maybe better off she didn't know, you know. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> but whatever. His reasoning was really weird. But he's a kid. Yeah. Right. And then that I causes... guess he was, he was afraid of doing the whole awkward thing again of telling or not telling her. Yeah. Uh, that... Well, he says that, yeah. Now, I will say, this gets into a little, like, real magical multiversal mumble jumble. Mumble jumbo. <laughs> right. Where it's just like, me, no, the spell is broken. So now everybody across the multiverse who knows that you're Peter Parker is coming here. Right. Which, okay, sure. 
That that's makes that doesn't makes as much sense as the rest of Doctor Strange's bullshit. Okay, he typically dropped a leash and the dog went wild. Yeah. Um. So then he gets the idea to approach the MIT lady. Right, because and that's that was great. Is that Strange is like you could just convince them. Yeah. You mean yeah. I I could do that? You mean to tell me that I was gonna do a fucking mulligan on the entire universe? Without you even attempting that first? Your plan A was rewriting the timeline and not talking to the fucking... Talking to somebody? Call me, sir. And Boom. Booted him out. We got something else that I liked. Right, but before that, I sure. really want to name drop this Easter egg. Okay. Because I, I said it to you. I didn't see the license plate. What was it? 63 ASM. Oh, nice. <laughs> That's cool. That is cool. 1963, Amazing Spider-Man, yeah. obviously. Amazing Fantasy 15, yeah. That's great. That's awesome. I didn't notice that. That's yeah. super cool. Yeah, I lost my shit when I saw that because it's it's cute. Yeah. The inter interesting thing was it goes 63 ASM 2 at the end. But issue 2 is the first appearance of Vulture. Oh, yeah. So it's kind of like saying Vulture's still here or whatever. Maybe. I don't Weird. know. But, uh, but regardless of that, that's... An Easter egg. There you go. Who says you can't learn something from the Fan Freaks podcast? <laughs> but yeah, also great is the fact that his fucking suit is impressed. It's it's fucking got oh, wrinkles. Yeah. It's yeah. shitty. Oh my god. Yes. I love that. <laughs> I was never like, seen yeah, that's a more wrinkled suit. Unlike Tony, <laughs> who gets out of his suit every time with perfectly pressed suits. <laughs> I'm convinced now that the Iron Man armors have steamers built into them. Yeah. Goddamn right. Well, they, ha well, they have to. Uh huh. Uh, yeah. But he his clearly does not. Uh huh. And he gets out in this wrinkle-ass suit. But, so now we get into the crazy, the, the crazy parts of this movie. <laughs> and you know what I like? We did not get, like, a Terminator sphere scene with, like, any of these people arriving on this uh, in this multiverse. Right. They just fucking are there. Yeah. Like, literally, Peter's talking to this lady. Some people start running, and the bridge starts breaking. But, yeah. but before that. Peter Tingle was all over this movie. Yes. <laughs> and I do have to say, this is one of the, this power that he has. Yes. My favorite interpretation of this power so far. In I the love, movies, yes. I yeah. love how this works here. Yeah. Where you have this really good zoom in. Yeah. Right. And, and Tom is giving this great face of confusement, bewilderment. What's going on? Something's not right. Mm -hmm. Awareness. That's a great word for it. Where he's just like, okay, who, what, what's going on? And we have that, and then you have this great zoom. There is some phenomenal cinematography in this shit. Yes. yes. On on the fights. Yes. Because here we get... Mm -hmm. Oh, Doc Ock. We yeah. get our Alfred Molina returning as Doc Ock. Right. Looking great. Yep. It seems like everyone in this movie decided to stop aging, which right. is... Well, except for Toby, I guess. Yeah, but I mean, they're he, all drinking the Keanu Reeves blood, yeah, I guess. Yeah, clearly, because Alfred looks pretty much the same. He does. Yeah. 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 He, I mean, uh, uh, it's been 15 years yeah. since that movie mm -hmm. or however and, long. And man, does he rock Tom's shit. Yeah. yeah. He rocks Peter's shit. Oh, my God. So many of the moves were character-specific that no two other fighters would have looked the same yeah. during, during that fight. Yeah. Uh, I will say about Doc Ock specifically, there's one thing that's kind of lost in this movie. I love practical effects. Okay. Mm -hmm. And with the exception of the really crazy fight scenes, Doc Ock's tentacles in the in, um, oh, in Spider-Man 2 are each tentacle had four puppeteers. 
I liked the physicality of them. All right. They're all CG. They still look great and they move great. Mm-hmm. But I, you, you, you miss that that little bit of you know the the, the tactile, like the weight of them a little bit. Right. Uh, but they looked great. They did. And yeah. the way he fought with them was fantastic. Oh, and how he he absorbed the nanotechnology that was awesome. We'll was, get there because that because he he, I, regret, he regrets that. Yeah. <laughs> I do really love with his introduction is just a bunch of smoke and he comes through it. Yeah. With the with a great opener. Hello, Peter. Just straight up. Hello, Peter. I fucking love it. It was the stone cold entrance of the movie. Yeah. And realistically, that fight on the bridge is really his only moment as a true villain. Because they found a good yeah. way to like keep the, the combat the com- the combatants down. Right. Because well, what happens? So Peter Peter gets into this huge fight. Yeah, well they get captured in the first uh, you know episode. Well, not just that, but but Otto never returns as a combatant. Right. Because, like you said, he attacks Peter's because in this in this in the scene he's wearing the iron uh the spider iron uh, iron spider armor right and Otto attacks the armor and rips a piece of the nanotech off of his suit and incorporates it into his uh yeah the tentacles. nanites yeah in, into his into his tentacles mm-hmm. right which is super cool because it also speaks to the intelligence of uh the Otto tentacles. yeah of the tentacles and Otto like how well designed they are right. And I re- one of the things I thought was really cool though was so clearly there's like, it's not like Tony's uh, nanotech suit where he's got so much extra nanites in there that he can create bigger things. Right. It was clear that no, the amount covering Peter was exactly the amount he had mm-hmm. because at one point Otto went to go stab that bear point in his chest and the mask went away. And filled in the chest again, right. which I thought was a really cool yeah, touch. Yeah, it didn't generate new material. Right? Yeah. They had to reuse what it had. Exactly. And in that confusion, Peter like nullifies the the tentacles because they took his nanites. He uses the Stark tech in the suit. Right. So like, well, no, those are my nanites, so I now control which your is tentacles. Which great character yeah, it was a Trojan horse, even though yeah. it Considering he never fucking did anything like that after Homecoming, right? Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I thought that was super cool, and that effectively removes Otto as a combatant for the rest of the, or at least as an uh, an antagonistic combatant. Right. Right. Because for the rest of the movie, he's either passive, or Peter literally Actually, has him. In hand. Yeah. Literally has him tied by his own tentacles, which was fantastic. Uh, uh, well, in a couple of scenes, he actually does, you know, the altruistic thing. Yeah, right? well, that's what I'm saying. As a, I said, as an antagonistic combatant, because mm. we also had in this bridge scene another entrance. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh man! With a certain pumpkin bomb. Yes. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, beautiful pan to reveal that and the smoke. Yes, the smoke was digital, but I really loved yeah. just how they used it here. Right. Just to, man, that was shit was fucking great. Mm-hmm. No, c- cinema cinematography here was awesome. It really is because uh, the scope of this thing okay, is so grand, and to be able to tie all the different, the million aspects of this movie, right, and tie it all together, it's just phenomenal. There's, the the issue I have is that one of the main criticisms I have of most Marvel movies mm. is that there's so many cuts, right. and there's so many, um, it's it's a little jarring sometimes, Yeah, this but fluid. this film knew when to stay on a shot, Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's something I really want to talk about. Okay. That's why I have it so highly rated, because this was a film where I could sit down and go, that's good there. You didn't need to cut. You didn't, you just let it simmer. Right. This let that shit simmer. And that's what I wanted from some of these movies. Mm-hmm. I don't want 
these crazy cuts where I'm seeing, for example, there was like 36 jump cuts between a fight between Winter Soldier and Black Widow and whatever, fucking Civil War, mm-hmm. whatever. And it, it's not one of the things that I want to see ever again in my right. life. But this, I want to see that bridge, bridge scene. I want to see the Statue yeah. of Liberty scene. I want to see these scenes. I want to see the apartment building scene, yeah. which we're getting to. But well, still, I want before to take a, we get there. A brief moment to say, I think everybody, by the way, looked better than their original versions. Yeah. And you hate uh, Green Ranger. I uh, do. Uh, I, I, I really hate the, the Green Ranger goblin costume. Uh, and even then, even though we only got it for a moment... The version of the mask that we got in this looked way better. Way better. Even though it was still a helmet with, you know, a static face and all that, it was more organic. It had a sweep to it. Mm -hmm. And even, like, the way the suit looked, I thought looked more interesting. It didn't look like it was designed by Alien. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But, so we we meet, uh, also, we quickly establish that, I mean, obviously, it makes sense that they do, but Otto obviously knows who Norman is. Right. Like, Osborne, like that moment, like obviously they they're contemporaries. They're they're both great right. scientific minds in their world, so it makes sense. Not only that, in the same fucking city of New York. Um, exactly. But we get a teleportation back to uh, Strange's house. dungeon. <laughs> yeah, dungeon, wizard's dungeon. Uh-huh. And he's there, a little a little gassed, a little hurt from fighting another the lizard, creature. the, the lizard, lizard, bro. And he looked he fucking good. He looked phenomenal. I mean, as good as he could. I still hate that lizard design. <laughs> I've never been a fan of human face lizard. Right. Okay. I've always liked lizard face lizard. Um, right. That's always been my preference. Mm. So given that it is human face lizard, he looked great. Yes. Okay. Um, On that point, okay, I think if you're a scientist capable of rewriting DNA, uh-huh. you know, hey, you wouldn't concentrate on your face looking more lizard. He's more concentrated on the abilities of a lizard. Sure. And, you know, but clearly and, it's and also he, an accident. Same with everybody. Right. Like that's what's great <laughs> was that how did you get to be the, oh, I fell into a vat of electric eels or right. <laughs> uh, I injected something into myself. Fell into a super collider. Yeah. yeah. Full of sand. <laughs> um, that, that shit was great. So we also establish another key point here. Because Otto points out he shouldn't be, uh, in reference to Norman, he shouldn't be here. He died fighting Spider-Man. Right. And then, again, simultaneously, we had, uh, well, we'll get, we need to, we're jumping, I'm jumping ahead a little bit. Because, so Doctor Strange sets up this situation. And we get a new web suit. We get a new Spidey suit for a little bit. Well, technically, so, so yeah, because of uh, people protesting, Spidey gets green paint on his suit. And is unsuccessful in cleaning it off. So instead what he does is flips it inside out, which is what gets us that black and gold suit that we've seen. And it was cool. Yeah. I like the exposed... But he also gets the sling ring a little yeah. bit. Sling ring webbing. Yeah. Uh, Strange gives him a new web shooter almost that or... shoots a magical web that will teleport people into the dungeon, into a separate cell. Now, not even just people, apparently. A whole tree. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, so... Next, so he, he's now tasked with his Pokemon task. He's got to catch them all. <laughs> yep. Um, so he, so they, so and MJ and Ned get brought in as part of the team. Right. And they help out. They help out. Mm-hmm. And the first thing they do is try to find uh, the others. Yeah. Find in, 
inclinations that other uh, others are around. Right, these are from other dimensions. Yeah, uh, and they get oh, someone was seen flying around these electrical wires, to which Peter assumes it's Goblin. But when he gets there, well, first thing we see is some dirt and ground moving around, uh-huh. which I was immediately like, that's oh, that's Sandman, yeah. right? Uh, but then we get Electro, right, who manifests himself. Dr. Manhattan style. Dr. Manhattan style, yeah. <laughs> and for a brief moment, he is still blue. Mm-hmm. He's still the... But... And this is cool. He go... Like, we, we later learn that there's something special about the power here in this dimension. Right. And he likes it. And the reason is because the power in this dimension is run off of arc, uh, of arc technology. Right. So it is different. And it actually... Through, through that power, he somehow beautifies himself. He's no longer blue, and he's no longer, like, with a parted hair. He looks like Jamie Foxx. Right. Yeah. You know? Um, and then we officially meet Sandman. There, there, before we get off yeah. Electro, there's instances in that fight while he's still forming yeah. himself as an into a, a solid being. Yeah. Right. He had the crown. You see it later yeah, you on, too. You see it briefly. Later oh, on the, when he I has didn't, the, I didn't notice it later on in the final fight, but... I, I saw it. I was like, ooh, yeah. that's Yeah, he's got, he's got the crown. There you see it most obviously because there's a moment where it looks like almost, almost like a full suit. Right. But later on when he's in the final fight, it's just brief moments where like the sparks coming out of his eyes shoot out in his classic crown pattern, which is super cool. Yeah. That's such a great Easter egg there for, for, for fans that were complaining about Blue right. Electro. Yeah. We all, we all hated that design. But it's nice that, you know, John Watts and uh, Kevin Feige were like, let's change it up. Let's just do this this way. And hats off. Yeah. I, I really yeah, do commend, co- I really do commend yeah. on fixing this and making it more, let's make it more like Spider-Man yeah. instead yeah. of our own interpretation. Right. But, yeah, and that's And it. then we meet another, I can't even call him a villain. So this is a perfect example of what we're talking about. Because we meet Sandman. Right. Who, who saves him. St- well, he stays true to his character development from uh, Spider-Man 3. Right. Because in Spider-Man 3, like, he has a turn. Yeah. And in this, he continues on that turn. And, yeah, he blocks Electro's uh, attack on Spider-Man. And he's like, Peter, what's going on? He's like, I'm not your Peter. That's confusing. Okay, just trust me for now. And then they co- they collaborate in bringing down Electro. Mm-hmm. But... I like that uh, Flint, Flint Marco, is true neutral in this movie. Right. Because he, he's definitely not a villain, but he's definitely not a hero because he his has, main goal, he has one goal. Right. Get back to his daughter. And whoever is currently in the best position to make that happen is whose side he's on. And I'm so glad we learned from Spider-Man 3 we didn't need to see that fucking pocket watch with yeah. the picture of the daughter. Agreed. Ad nauseum. Yeah. He just said it. We believe it. That's it. Yeah. Move on. And they just go back to the dungeon, and then what happens? Well, first we get that moment of recognition between... Well, first, uh, much like Otto and Norman, we get a moment of recognition between Connors and, uh, and Max. And Max right. Who worked is, at the same place. They worked at Oscorp. Yeah, which is where they both... Which is where everybody else learns that the lizard can talk, <laughs> which is great. <laughs> um and yeah, so we now have this moment of all the villains are, are have met. And they're kind of, well, except for one. 
because they still haven't found Goblin. Right. And then Peter gets the call from Aunt May that, hey, one of those guys you're looking for is here. Right. And then Peter rushes over there. We get Feast. Yeah. That's, uh, that is in the comics. Yes. Yeah. That is, but, we saw it in the Spider-Man game also. But I think also. this is the first time we see it in this film trilogy. I think we get a little inclination of the beginnings of that in uh, in Far From Home. Like, that's clearly... So, uh, yeah, he. Uh, I agree. But we, we were setting that up a bit in the last one. Because remember, there was that event that Aunt May had Peter appear at. Mm-hmm. Which was some charity event she was doing. Which I clearly think is like the beginnings of Feast. Okay. So here we just see the progression of that. Uh, well, but didn't he, that happen at his school, at Peter's school? No. No, I don't know. That that was that Aunt May's whole separate thing. Uh, yeah, but, Happy gives a check. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Um, but then Peter shows up at feast, panicked, like, expecting to get into a fight, only to find. Oh well, there was a scene before this. Hang on, because I do want to set this up. Before this even happens, we do cut to a scene of Norman in an alleyway, where he's put the helm the helmet down on like the corner of a of a dumpster. And he's and, covering the, the glider. Yeah, he's covering the glider, and he's dressing himself in some more like he's in some more civilian clothing, which oh, what this leads to is awesome. But he has a he has that moment where he talks to the helmet, right? Uh, and he actually, which is where we got a really good look at the helmet, which is where we commented it looks great. Mm-hmm. But then, literally, as soon as we said that, he shatters the <laughs> helmet, which clearly is a part of Norman. That really does want to be free of this, right? Which was cool. I liked that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. So then we get to this feast scene. He goes in expecting a fight, but instead he just finds Norman Osborn looking kind of disheveled and kind of confused—not confused, but distraught, just having a conversation with Aunt May. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where we get this whole thing about like. Aunt May convincing him not to send everybody back mm-hmm. to try to help them first. Right. Because it's obvious that if some of them go back into their own timelines, they'll die. They go Because we know that Otto's dead. We know that Norman is dead. Max is dead? Yeah. Max doesn't know it yet, but he knows Connors is dead. Yeah. Connors is dead. Yeah. So, no. No, Connors didn't die. No. No, Connors uh, did not die. Oh, no, the police Peter, chief died. Yeah, the police chief. Peter right. saved, uh, Peter turned Connors back into a human. Right. right. That's why I said I've done it before. I can do it again. Um, but, yeah, so we have this revelation now, which uh, leads to the conflict between Doctor Strange and Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Right. Because Doctor Strange, being the pragmatist that he is, he's like, their deaths does not outweigh, like, the importance of the, of maintaining the multiverse. Right. If they die, they die. Their right. cancer cut it you out. You can't yeah. change fate. Exactly. And Peter, ever the 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 teenager, the uh, yes, but also just youthful, you know, being youthful and opti- yeah, optimistic, doesn't agree, and tries to steal because uh, Doctor Strange creates a device to send them back to their own times, their own places, and Peter tries to steal it from him, which results in it's not it's a I, I mean I guess it is a fight. But they're not really fighting each other so much as strange chasing. Yeah, it's he's chasing Peter. It's right. capture the flag. Yeah, it's keep away. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And we get to see Strange take Peter to the mirror dimension. There's a bunch of cool shit happens here. Oh yeah, yeah. So, a, a feast for the eyes, really. Uh, but it results in Peter trapping Strange in the mirror dimension, mm-hmm. which 
as a Spidey fan, you have to love that feat. The yeah. way he did it. <laughs> the way he did it. it well, I do want to talk about this because I always love moments where they show off Peter's brain. Right. It's one of my biggest criticisms about Toby's Peter. That he, like, don't get me wrong. He, like, he has moments of like, oh, you're clearly intelligent. But you never see him use it as much. Right. right. You get me? You don't we see definitely saw Andrew that. use it. Mm-hmm. Right. And in this, you literally see Peter figure out that the mirror dimension is fractals, which means it's geometry. And he's like, you're really good at geometry. You love and geometry. He, yeah. Let's do and this. he uses geometry to create this really elaborate web trap for Doctor Strange. And it's awesome looking. I loved yes. it. And effective. <laughs> yeah. Traps Doctor Strange, grabs the cube, grabs the sling ring, and leaves his ass there. We get some... Uh... I, I I don't know how to say this, but it's a little bit of, for lack of a better word, karma, considering what he did to Loki. Yes, right. In uh-huh. Ragnarok, I've been flo- I've been falling for forty five minutes, yes. and now we have you left me dangling over the Grand Canyon for twelve hours. Yes, like it's it's it not, it's 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 a cute callback, if anything. Yeah. But yes, Spidey gets a huge feat in beating. Yeah, Strange. Yeah. And, and he even says it. I fought Doctor Strange and I won. <laughs> he can't believe it. Yeah. Uh, uh, and now we get to what Peter tries to do, which is he wants to help everyone. Right. So his idea is if I can cure all of them, maybe when I send them back to their dimensions, they won't live. die. Yeah. Which Flint is all for because he knows that if he's cured. Because right. also, as I guess a progression of his character... We never see Flint reconstitute himself into a human, a completely human form. He's like Sandy the whole time. Yeah. Right. Which clearly, I'm sure, puts uh, a, ham- a a damper on his relationship with his daughter. Uh, so, yeah. Get, get cured of this sand shit? I'm all for it. Right. Let's do it. Not only that, he's for it and also the fact that it'll get him home faster if he just cooperates. And Yeah, exactly. And... Uh, Norman is ever helpful and offers his assistance. Norman. Yes. And we get, oh my God, we get it. Yeah. We get the fucking line. You know, I'm something of a scientist myself. Uh-huh. <laughs> what a great line to bring back. He man. said the thing. The yes. fucking meme. Yeah, yes. it's great. Uh, so we got Norman, who's apparently on board because it's his. He's willing to help from the beginning. Uh, Flint is like, whatever gets me home fastest. Let's do it. Otto is staunchly against all of the situation. But he can't do anything about it because he's tied right. up. He's tied up. Electro says, this is going to go wrong. I like it here, but whatever. If it works, it works. Fine. But he's uh, suspicious of it the whole time. Oh, yeah. Right. Uh, and we don't really get much from Lizard. Lizard just seems to be on his own shit. But he does say something later on. Whenever you try to help somebody, yes. there's, there's, con- al- there's always consequences. Right. When you try to help everybody, yeah, there's always consequences, which becomes a thing here. So we get the scene with him trying to help all of them, and it the first They're one back out, at Happy's apartment, which which Happy stole the fucking uh, what's the replicator? It is the it's not called the replicator, <laughs> the replicator but yes, yeah. no, uh, no, the fabricator, the fabricator. Thank you. There we go. Uh, which we saw in Spider in Far From Home, where he, uh, that's how he made his new Spidey right. made his new On suit. The plane, yeah. But yeah, we learn it can make fucking anything because Stark Tech, of course, it can. Um, <laughs> and the first thing he makes is again another step in nullifying Otto as an antagonistic combatant. He makes a chip 
that overrides the control that the tentacles have over him. Right. The one right. that fried out that made him evil in the first place. And you get this great moment of like like Otto regaining his sanity. We lost Doc Ock. We gain Otto. Yeah. It's like I forgot what the silence felt like. I don't have the voices in my head anymore. Which was awesome. Yes. And then the next person he tries to cure is Electro. <laughs> well, Otto also tries to cure Osborn and help Osborn. No, he, he does the cure for Electro, and then the fabricator is working on the Osborn cure. But that's where you get Max and Peter having yes. that talk. Meanwhile, Otto and Osborn are talking, yeah. and there's a very sinister a turn happening with Osborne. You can which, see it. Yes, where we the get cracks the cracks are it's it, 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 the cracks Gobby are is coming. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and you get that oh no. Uh-huh. Yeah, which is again this is where the camera lets the scene simmer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't get that quick turn and just and you jump cut to a fucking close up and you jump cut to Otto. You just have Otto reacting to the slow turn from Gobby again letting the scene simmer. This is where you could argue, oh, it's a little too slow, but I think it builds that tension, yeah. which effortlessly happens yeah. here. Mm-hmm. This is great. This is great camera work. So, yeah, I, I agree. So, because there's two people that, that make a turn here. It's not just, well, not make a turn, but you see one completely abandon the plan with right. Electro. Right. Because Fighty gives him a device that drains him of his electricity. But not the important stuff, because obviously you see electricity for your nerves. Right, your Peter does Peter. Yeah. And uh, Electro's and like, I'm, I don't like this. I don't like this. I'm losing. I don't like this. Because uh-huh. a big thing for him is he doesn't want to go back to being the nobody that he exactly. was. Exactly. He's right. addicted to the power. He, yeah, he's addicted to, exactly. And so he, uh, oh, well then, while he's considering that, is when uh, Peter's tingle starts going off. Mm-hmm. And By that's, far, this is great. Yeah. yeah. That, you get that cool fucking tilt shift where it almost looks like a little nauseating almost where there is a danger, but he hasn't figured out the source yet. And then literally just before Norman can act, Peter's tingle goes into full effect and he webs up Norman's hand. Right. And that's when Norman's like, ah, you figured, or that ability of yours is something else, that sense of yours, whatever he says. And in this discussion... Electro's like, yeah, nah, fuck this shit, and abandons the No, because you have this great monologue. Yeah. Because Defoe can just monologue for oh, days, yeah. yes. and I'm here for it. He could yeah. have a one-man fucking show of three hours, <laughs> just him doing uh, on the waterfront. I don't care. But this dude talks about we, we're gods. You know, yeah. he, he does this gobby voice. He changes his voice. Yeah. He changes his mannerisms. You oh, see yeah. him shifting with his no, shoulders is and he's just awesome backer the chin i don't know how but he evolved his uh, chin to stick <laughs> out more i don't know what the fuck happened yeah, oh, right? well it's, i can tell you a part of that transformation by the way and i don't know if you know this but he wears false teeth when he's norman osborne oh okay if you look because uh because defoe's teeth are pretty fucked up they're yeah. not like the most straight teeth <laughs> right but if you notice norman has perfect teeth right and that's because when he's norman osborne he's wearing dentures that give him that perfect smile. Mm. And when he's goblin, they remove the dentures and use the foe's natural teeth. Uh, so that's a cool touch, and it works here. Uh, but, so here you get the next big fight of the movie. Uh, Holy fuck. Electro dismisses Otto, 
because I liked you better before, throws him out the window, yeets him out into somewhere in New York, and we don't see him again for the rest of this fight. Right. Uh, and now we get, well, and then Sandman quickly is like, fuck this shit. Yeah, and he just I'm leaves. Right. Doesn't fight. He's just like, no. I don't want any part it's of this. Like, stage left. Uh, Electro makes his way out, at, but the big fight here is really Gobby and Peter. Right. Which Holy shit. rocks his shit. Oh, yeah. Which I, I, I really, really want to say um, exceptionally shot. And it has given me so much of the, oh, fuck. This, <laughs> this had me on the edge of my seat. Just the way it was going and transitioning between. Because they go through multiple floors. Yes. Right. No, he literally drives him yeah. through the building. Right. Mm -hmm. right. Uh, we get one of three possible wrestling moves here uh -huh. of a fucking spine buster <laughs> yep. right through these floors. Uh, and Peter looks shitty, dude. Yeah. Like he is, he's got a bloodied eye. He's fucked up. He's got cuts everywhere. Peter gets a few good hits on him. And there's yeah. a few really cool punches he does right. in terms of him getting going off walls and shit. But yeah, the oh yeah, this was not a one-sided fight. I, oh, it got pretty one-sided. Yeah, at the yeah, end. Yeah, but also we but get it, lizard in this. Right. Yeah, lizard's like no, no, no. Remember, I told you there were consequences. Yeah. Here's Gobby. <laughs> That's yeah. a consequence. Exactly. And but we get one of the key points that got that uh that Norman tries to drive through to Peter is that your morality is your weakness. Right. And we see the difference in them fighting is that Goblin has no morality. And right. so he's taking the edge on, the edge on Peter. Uh-huh. And, this and we also see how much it fucks with Peter's head. Yeah. And we all see this culminate in them ending up on the ground. Oh, May has escaped, by the way, with the Goblin cure. Yeah. Yeah, and she has the cures for everyone. Yeah. Uh, and she makes it down to the ground floor pretty much in time to see Peter getting drilled into the floor right and while that conversation continues she makes a move and tries to get goblin with the fucking serum mm -hmm. and it doesn't work and then more shit happens and goblin tries to make oh oh and may gets thrown thrown around right and she's incapacitated and then as an in part of his exit goblin tries to throw a pumpkin bomb at her and Peter gets up in there, smacks it out of the way, but literally takes a pumpkin bomb to the face. Pretty right. Much. Yeah. Like, holy shit. Yeah. It, 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 it goes off feet away yeah. from his face. By the way, just really quick to backpedal. The reason arguably why the the goblin cure didn't work is that Osborne himself was designing. Yes, it. exactly. So that was Gobby just pretending. Correct. 100%. Yeah. And, uh, and then we get, you know, Peter and Aunt May checking in on each other. Are you okay? Everything seems fine at first. And then make well, and then May says the thing. What? With Peter, great you power. have because because he says, I'm done. I don't want to do I want they need to and that's when Peter Aunt May says, Peter, you've been given a gift. You have great power. And with great power comes great responsibility. Mm. And we later, and I think we get confirmation later that that does come from Uncle Ben. Right. Right. That she heard it from Ben first. Yeah, yeah. But we'll talk about that later. But the point is, shortly after that scene, Peter she collapses, and Peter becomes aware that she's more grievously injured. Mortally wounded. And then she dies. Yeah. 
So fuck, man. I know it fucking I, me so bad. <laughs> I actually got teary eyed. Yeah, I did too. Um, yeah. mind you, I knew going in, but because oh, I read the did? spoilers. Oh, but yeah. I think this is great for the character. Right. I really thought Tomei's acting was exceptional in that death scene. Right. Yes. Loved so, it completely. Yeah. That shows you what a fucking Academy Award winner can fucking do. Right. And it, but he he was no slouch in that scene either. No, 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 yeah. no, no, no. They, there's yeah, I just but I wanted to say like to me, it's sometimes when when a character dies on screen, it's kind of shit. Yeah. You see them still breathe, you see them that. But I don't know if it's me um seeing it for the first time in 3D and I didn't notice it, but she like held her fucking breath. Like right. you could tell that she acted that that last gasp just yeah. that was bro blown the fuck away. To yeah. me, you are a goddess. Um and now we get damage control showing up. Right and shooting. Oh wait, no, because this all what happens is fucking uh Jonah Wants more fucking uh, wants to incriminate Spider-Man further. Shows up at this apartment, calls Damage Control, and is there to witness the whole thing. So Damage Control shows up, and Happy shows up just in time to see like Aunt May die. Peter's broken expression as Aunt May is laying dead below him, and you can see Happy die a little bit. Like you, and then he doesn't even get to go to her because he gets arrested by Damage Control. And he just tells Peter, run. And he does. And we don't see Peter again for a little bit. Right. Because we don't see this Peter. Right. (laughs) But we see, you know, he's clearly in his feelings and just disappears. Rightfully so. Yes. Uh, But so basically they made Aunt May his Uncle Ben here. Right. Which I'm okay with. Um. So then we cut to Ned and, uh, MJ. and MJ, who are obviously concerned. Right. And they have the box that'll, if they push it, sends everybody to where they go. Yeah, the device that Strange built yeah. right, is activated by a button. Yeah. So anybody can use it. Yeah. Right. Uh, Great and, planning, Strange. Right. <laughs> and we get some discussion between them because MJ was tasked with pressing the button if shit hits the fan. Right. Right. She's like, I think I should do it. In that conversation, we get Ned going, I wish I could just see Peter, and almost opens a portal. Right. Oh, he has a, <laughs> he has sling, a sling ring. Yeah, yeah, he has strangest sling ring. Uh, and then this is the the mechanism right. by which I wish I could see Peter. He opens a portal. We see Spider-Man at the end of the portal. But as soon as I saw those eyes, I'm like, that's 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 not that's the thing. Yeah. And sure enough, we get Spider-Man, the amazing Spider-Man 2 suit. Come in through the portal. Right. He removes his mask. I'm Peter Parker. No, the fuck you're not. <laughs> yes, I am. There's this whole scene where he has to prove it. It's super cute. Yes. Ned's grandmother is involved. It's adorable. <laughs> but then they do it again with Toby. Right. Mind you, Toby is in civilian clothing. Yeah. Right. But he has a suit underneath. We find out later. Yeah. Um, and they- we have this cool moment between Toby and Andrew yeah. right, where they like test each other's spider senses. Because he obviously doesn't know that Peter, that Toby, Andrew doesn't know that Toby's Spider-Man. Mm. But Toby's obviously confused because he's in a Spider-Man costume. And they test each other. Like, ah, 
Right. They almost pointed at each other. There yeah, was almost, almost the fucking almost, yeah. the meme. We could have had that. I know. So close. It would have gotten a 10 for me. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's what really holds we, back. We oh, get good. this. That we get a little bit of uh, introduction. Everyone gets to know each other. Ned, MJ, and the two Peters that right. we like. Well, let's let, let's take this time to talk about it. You know, fucking Andrew Garfield's been denying his existence in this movie up and down every fucking, like, <laughs> cool. You were lying. We get it. We can't trust anybody. Right. Cool. <laughs> uh, but they were introduced at the right time. Yep. They did the thing they needed to do. They held the right weight in this movie. Right. And they also felt they, they highlighted their differences really well for me. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like... Yeah. I really like just... They stay true to character, yeah. Yeah. And then we get a scene where, like, yeah, we, you know, like, par for the course for being Spider-Man. Right. Sometimes when you get in your feelings, you got to go somewhere. For me, it's the Empire State Building. Oh, for me, it's the Chrysler Building. Better views. Yeah, the view's nice. Like, that's a little New Yorker moment between all of them. Super cool. I enjoyed it. Yeah. (laughs) And then they ask MJ... Where does this Peter go? Where would this Peter go? And, of course, and, it's the Brooklyn Bridge. Yeah. And her and Ned go and find him. And then she's like, they, first off, Peter is broken. It's the first moment where he gets to be held by somebody. So Ned and MJ hold him for a moment. And I'm just like, there's, you need to meet, some, you need to meet right. people. He, he senses something first. Yes. Right? And then she tries to explain. Yeah. And then that's when he meets. He's like, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Fuck <laughs> you guys. What I like here is... All three Peters have their mask off. Yes. Which I thought that's, it's a great sign of vulnerability. Sure. For all these characters that are just coming at a time of need. You lost your May. I lost my Ben. I lost my Gwen. There's this. Oh, I like, it's funny how he says, she's my MJ. Right. It's interesting to me. Yeah. But just to, I guess, ground it with this Peter, like, yeah. this is how important my Gwen is. Well, and on that note, so so his Peter, specifically Andrew's Peter, uh, I think relates the most to Tom's Peter in this moment because he tells him, after that happened, I became bitter and I stopped pulling my punches and I don't want that to happen to you. And you really do, like the, the way they wrote the fraternity between these three. Yes, because definitely they had a sense of brotherhood. Yeah. Well, he says it. Which one was it that said it? Garfield. It was Garfield, right? That I've always wanted brothers. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. No, I think that, whatever. It was was Garfield. That was Garfield. It was Garfield. And he's also the one who says, I love you. Yeah. (laughs) They're like, thanks. (laughs) But, uh, so yeah, you get this moment and that's when they all share a moment of like Peter, like uh, Tom's Peter is like, yeah, and even in her dying moments, Aunt May wanted me to do the right thing. She told me that with great power, and that's when Toby kicks in, comes great responsibility. And that's, how do you know that? My Uncle Ben told me. And Andrew says it, my Uncle Ben yeah. told me. So I think at that moment, Peter knows where his Aunt May got it. Right. Because right. I think the idea here is that this Uncle Ben died when Peter was a lot younger right. than the other Peters. Yeah, he didn't have like a personal connection. To I think he did. It was just, it wasn't as a teenager. It was right. as a child. It's just his old, like, so the fact that this comes from Aunt May here makes a little more sense for this Peter. Right. Um, 
and that's when they all decide we need to, we can help. We mm-hmm. need not decide. The, the other two Peters were already inclined to help. Yeah, they were on board. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we get an awesome scene of the three Peters collaborating in the lab together. My favorite, because that's always been what's lacking for me for yeah. the Spider-Man character is his a uh, his character as a scientist. Yeah. He's a brilliant young man. And you got to see it from all three of them. Mm-hmm. And they each take like, okay, I'll, I'll uh, Andrew says, I could do it once, I did it I again. I cured Connors before, right. yeah. Um, and, and fucking Toby's like, oh, I've always wanted to cure Norman. I've been no, thinking, I've been thinking about, about it for a, for a while. Long time. Yeah, yes. yeah. Which, um, so what I think what that means is that he wished, like, I, so I like that too, because yeah. the, the, the depth behind that is he clearly has a little bit of remorse of right. the way it went with Norman. Remember, he looked up to Osborne at yeah, first. Yeah, you know? 100%. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think it really calls back to how great that, that first movie's third act is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. At the end of that fight, don't yeah. tell Harry. And that is like the most character weight yeah. there. A hundred percent. Um, and so, you see that in Toby. Toby yeah. did pretty good. He did great. Yeah, he did. I, so no, but I mean, for me, it wasn't. I wasn't like blown away because it wasn't. It felt, if anything, he was obviously the most seasoned vet. Yes, and he. It felt like just this this old man telling these two, okay, this is what I went through. This is how you should yeah. or learn from my mistake type of thing. It wasn't like I'm. I wasn't floored by it. Right. I was very more interested in what Andrew's story was. Yeah, I agree. But that's because Andrew is more broken than to well. Right. So we get a great uh, a great bit of dialogue because uh, Peter and uh, T- Tom, Peter and uh, MJ uh, and Michelle share a, a tender moment, and you see uh, Andrew kind of staring on in pain. Right. There right. is some anguish there. And you know, t- uh, Toby kicks in. You have anybody? And he's like, "No, I, I can't. It, 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 I can't. It doesn't work." Yeah, he's still in the middle of his grief. Yeah, and uh, Toby's like, "I don't know, man. Like, don't don't give up on it yet." He's like, "You?" And he's like, "I mean, it's complicated, but you know, we've we've worked on it. MJ and I seem to be making it work, which is nice that we got that. We right. got yeah. that uh, affirmation. Yeah, that yeah. affirmation. Yeah, that yeah it gives still- me that the hope that you know my MJ exists somewhere in that universe. <laughs> sure." <laughs> But yeah, it, it's nice. It's nice. You know, he has this moment uh, between uh, Toby where you know he's trying to tell Andrew that hope isn't lost. There, there is, there can be some form of happiness for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, the boys are all hard at work. They all make their cures and shit. Right. Really quick, because you talked about that. My favorite interaction was Ned going up to Toby. Oh, yeah. And just talking about, did you have a best friend? And like, yeah, he tried to kill me. Yeah, he died. Yeah, he died in my arms right after, uh, just uh, right after trying to kill me. Oh, and then Peter, I promise I'm never going to turn into a villain and try to kill you, <laughs> says Ned Leeds, Hobgoblin in the comic books. <laughs> That's not foreshadowing or anything. <laughs> So something I thought for sure was going to happen in this movie didn't. I still think it could happen. There could still be a pumpkin bomb laying around. But I thought we were going to get a little more uh, foreshadowing to Ned being Hobgoblin in the future, given that pumpkin bombs were around uh, around the scene. But right. but really, just, just to go back to yes. that little thing, just right after Toby says that, just matter-of-factly, yes. that's the thing that, yes. I, that I didn't... In, I didn't really, like, 
eh, all right. Okay. Just yeah. matter of factly, yeah, my best friend it happened. You know, tried to kill me and all that. Yeah. Just fucking Garfield, dude. <laughs> <laughs> just, like, just that heavy dude. Yeah. Dude. dude. Yeah. <laughs> Wait to uh, lay that down. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so, but yeah, then we get all the all the prep there done, and then they have somewhat of a plan. Yes. But they're going to the Statue of Liberty. Yeah, which has now, A, been thoroughly cleaned because the Statue of Liberty is made of brass. Or right. is not brass. Copper. copper. Copper, yeah. And the reason it's green is because copper tarnishes. Right. So clearly, at this point, for they've cleaned the Statue of Liberty. Yes. To put a nice, shiny Captain America shield. Which feels a little cringy to me. I but, mean, with this yes. and the fucking Rogers musical yeah. and the Hawkeye thing. Oh, my God. <laughs> good Lord. But we already know that the government doesn't know how to handle the the iconography of the shield. That's right. established in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. So this makes sense with the government we're living in. But, God, it was garish to see. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I like that very quickly, the only damage done to the Statue of Liberty is that shield. shield. Yes. <laughs> um, but now we're in it. We're in the final fight. We're, we're getting, oh, well, uh, Tom, you calls in to Jay Jonah's fucking Alex Jones show. Alex Jones show and kind of lures the villains to his location. Right. And that's when everybody shows up. Right. We have a climactic third act and it lasts a while because it starts at night, ends at day. Yep. Yeah. Um, uh, and one of the first things we gather from it is that. And they, they, it's, it's an interesting point that they make is that Toby and Andrew have never worked in a team before. Right. Right. So they're kind of tripping all over each other. At yeah. one point, they're one not, gets webs in the face. Right. Yeah. They're not working oh, like gross. a team at all. Oh, yeah, right? because we we established that one of them is organic webs. organic shooters. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, how? Yeah. How, how does where, that work? Wait, where does it come? Yeah. Do you shoot it elsewhere? Or is it just your wrist? You know? Just the wrist. <laughs> I mean, it's just for me. It's like breathing. You know? Yeah, exactly. And and you you had that was such a great, great moment of of just camaraderie. Yes. Right. Well, we get a scene that matters a lot to me, and I I need to take a moment here to make one of the major points I wanted to make uh, in this show. All right. I've spent a lot of time defending Andrew Garfield Spider Man. And in order to do that, I've had to pit him against Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man. Naturally. I've spent a lot of time doing that. And this movie gave me something back, which is, I don't, A, just, well, first off, there's a straight up scene where Andrew Garfield's just, like, Andrew's, uh, Peter says, I'm so lame. Yeah. And Toby, the who a lot of, uh, most Spider-Man fans consider to be the GOAT. He's the OG, affirms him, hey, you're not lame. Like, he basically, like, affirms his position as Spider-Man. Right. And that's awesome. But and, the key word he uses was, you're amazing. Yeah, you're amazing. Which, you know, as he On said the, the nose, thing. yeah. yeah. Um, but for me, it was almost this weird weight lifted off of me. Mm. Like, I don't have to defend Andrew anymore. Toby approved of Andrew. Right. The OG Peter that you guys love so much yeah. approved of Andrew. Yeah. He, I don't. He was obviously the big brother of, of the group. Yes. And he took that role. You yeah. Know? yeah. There, there's also a lot of, um, 
how how to say this properly, but fuck it, I can't find it. Uh, a lot of mutual respect and admiration here right. yeah. between the three. There's no, well, there's no one-upmanship. Yeah. Right. There's no, um, I'm better than you. There's nothing there. There's no ego. Yeah. It was all mutual respect yeah. and love, and that is something I think needs to be more of, but that was such a great Spider-Man thing. I think that if you're Peter Parker, okay, you are aware that your hero is not your typical hero, like the rest of the Avengers. Right. right. Okay, that you are uniquely okay, qualified to understand your position. Okay, and they shared that. Like, just just to be just to be sure, fucking Toby and Andrew and Tom mid fight are like having a discussion over how to be a team. We're all <laughs> fucking up right now. What do, what do we need to do? And Tom's like, listen, I didn't want to mention it, but I'm on the Avengers, or I was on the Avengers. And Toby's like, that's so that, cool. That, that's great. What is that? Is that a ba- <laughs> Andrew, is that a band? Are you in a band? <laughs> but no, Tom gets his moment to shine here of like, I have worked in a team. Right. Here's what we need to do. We need to trust our sense. We need to trust our senses, and and uh, and, and, and and communicate. And then that's when like, okay, we'll focus on one target at a time. And from that moment on, the interplay between them is awesome. Oh, my yeah. God. Yes. Some of those moves hey, is like they've been doing it all their lives. And here's where I want to comment where everybody looks better. Yeah. Toby's suit looks better to me. I like the colors that he has in this. Right. It's less of that muted maroon and it's a lot more red. Okay. Yeah. And I think in general and also his webs were less silvery. They were a little more black. They still had a shine to them, right? But they were less silvery and a little less pronounced. And I think it looked great. And his new lenses looked great too. We also had probably what's going to end up being a, your favorite GIF, which is the three of them web, uh, web swing. I can't wait to have that as a fucking desk wallpaper. <laughs> yeah. The three of them on the crown of the Statue of Liberty. Right. Right. Oh, what a moment! So great because yeah. that's that's the scene. That's this yeah. is the Spider-Man team up. This is it. And they all look awesome. Oh, well, because there's a moment, by the way, which we forgot to talk about. Because there is, we've seen a new suit throughout the trailers and promotional material, which looks like Spider-Man's suit, but with the gold spider on it. Mm-hmm. And the way that comes about is because after Otto got cured, he gave Spidey back the nano that he, the nanites that he had stolen. And the nanites just automatically take Generated on, yeah, generate suit, yeah. onto his cloth suit, which I thought was really cool. Yep. Just this gold spider is. I thought that was neat. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, so we so we have that awesome scene. They're all working together. It's working great. The passing the football scenes are fantastic. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and the first villain that they decide to focus on is Flint, because he's he's causing a problem for them. Yeah. Right. Because he's a, intangible. For fuck he, he's intangible and he's he's obscuring so much right. for them. He surrounded them in a sandstorm, basically. Yeah. So, Toby leads him inside the Statue of Liberty. Mm-hmm. And we get this great passing the football scene of where Toby has now been overwhelmed by, Mar- by, by Marco. Right. Because right. Flint, at this point, is, is getting desperate of just like, I just want to go home. Right. And then we see fucking Tom pass it to, to Andrew. And Andrew just yeets it into the Statue of Liberty and, and 
uh, Toby's hand just comes up and catches it. Comes which, up from the sand. Yeah, yeah it yeah, comes yeah. up from the sand, which is obviously uh, spider a spider sense, sense thing, right. which is cool. And then poof, an explos- uh, uh, this explosion happens of energy, and you slowly see the sand fade away, and you can see this look of relief on Flint Marco's face yeah. as he re- re- recor- whatever uh, incorporates himself and is finally human again. Right. And you see this relief of like, it's gone. Mm-hmm. Next up, who do they work on? I think after that, it's... Well, they oh, they try to work on Electro. Right. But holy, Electro now has an arc reactor. Yes. A new revamped suit, and he is taking them to task. Yeah, he's basically a he new guy. He is cooking Andrew. Yes. Oh, yeah. He's got... Because the other two get, get thrown off, but he's literally got Andrew suspended by electricity mm-hmm. and is just frying into him. Right. And then we get Otto saying, let me take care of them. I'm, I want to do it. And Electro's like, I don't need your help. And then you see Otto free uh, Andrew from the, from the electric shock and turn around and put the fucking Electro cure into Electro. Clearly indicating that his cure is still in, in effect and he's here to help. Right. right. And Electro is now taken care of. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's worth noting that at this point, Ned and MJ have opened up another sling ring portal and are trying to separate the, the MacGuffin cube from the fight, but Ned can't close the portal. Right. So we have here a, a small facsimile, if anything, of the great Lizard versus Andrew fight yes. in the high school. You yeah. have a little bit of that. Right. With Tom and Lizard. With Tom and Lizard, which is... So great. Yeah, mm-hmm. because you see uh, 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 Connors hears them talking through the portal right? and goes after them. And that's when Tom's like, oh, fuck no. Hell no. And goes after him. So they're fighting in the lab. And then MJ and Ned come back out into the Statue of Liberty scene. Right. And they get chased out. And you get this. And this is somehow this hit me harder than the Aunt May scene. Oh, oh, okay, yes. So, because we've already heard uh, Andrew discuss what happened to him. Right. And we see this scene where MJ gets flung off the Statue yeah, of Liberty. Yeah, because Gobby has made his appearance. Yes. And she's flung off the Statue of Liberty. And Tom goes to dive for her. And just before he's about to get her... Gobby catches him. Gobby gets him. Mm-hmm. And you see this moment of... Not again. Wash over Andrew's face. Right. He's not going to let this happen to somebody else. And you see him take that dive and catch and land. Right. And there is this moment where you can see the emotion welling up in him. Yep. And he looks at uh, at Michelle and goes, are you okay? And she looks at him and goes, are you okay? <laughs> and he's like, he just shrugs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because this was a moment for him. Where this this is why Andrew for me felt so good in that yes. third act. Yeah. Agreed. This scene, there's all a bunch of little scenes, little quirks. I love Andrew Garfield. I've always loved his his Spider Man. Um, I've always been with you on him over Toby. Yeah. Even though I like the Toby films, but this this Andrew deserved more than what Sony gave him. Yes. Right. And I'm so 100%. happy. I agree with that. That he got what he Andrew deserved. Is here. the Henry Cavill of Marvel? Yeah. <laughs> of that, Sony. Yeah, of Sony. You're right. And that he he 
he could do the thing. Right. They just never gave him the script for it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, you now have Goblin on the scene, which, and I fucking like the costume design in this fucking movie is so good. Because <laughs> like I said, everyone looks great. The biggest complaint with Goblin has always been he doesn't look like the Green Goblin from the comics. Right. And now you see that, remember, he wore those civilian clothes apparently over his Goblin suit. Right. And through distress and wear and damage, he's now got that Green Goblin suit with a torn purple hoodie on over it and just his Willem Dafoe face. Uh, Which is more than enough. Yeah. Yeah. And And he's got goggles on. And he's got goggles on. And it looks... Awesome. Awesome. It like I'm like, that looks like a goblin costume. It really does. Mm-hmm. Sure, his face isn't green, but who cares? Right. The purple on there really made a difference. Mm-hmm. And I loved it. I thought it was so cool. Yep. And this goes to what is eventually well, uh, you see uh them cure Connors. Mm-hmm. That's when Strange shows up, finally gets out of his uh, sling ring prison. <laughs> well, he's well a, Ned uh, actually opens up a portal yeah. and Strange, you know, steps out. Exactly. And then you get this moment of like... What's Strange going to do? Yeah, well, Strange is intent on, I'm pushing the button. Right. And then they're like, no, look, he's doing it. Yeah, it's working. It's working. And Strange is like, well, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and and then, he's impressed by Ned opening a fucking yeah. sling ring oh, portal. Yeah. Just open, yeah. This is a moment of uh, of acknowledgement, mm-hmm. and this all culminates in, like I said, the shield falls off the Statue of Liberty, and you get the, a final showdown because uh, you get this final showdown between Tom's Peter and Norman's Goblin, right. which Goblin, in the little time that he's been in Peter's life, has fucking Destroyed eviscerated him. him. Yes. Like, even Tom, in an earlier scene, when he was talking to the two Peters, the other two Peters, he was just saying, like, I hear his voice. Yeah. And I'm, that's something that I love about Goblin. Uh-huh. Right. I love about uh, Storm and Norman. He has, he is very much, like, at times, Joker-like. Yeah. We have heard that comparison. Yeah. But I always love that, that emotional weight that the villain has on the, on the hero. And just destroying them from within mm-hmm. takes your heart. Just like fucking Gobby said he was going to do to Toby's Peter. Right. But here he did it to, to Tom's Peter. And, and a fucking, he succeeded in that. Yeah, like I said earlier, you the can weight, see that the he fucked weight, with his head. Yeah. The weight yeah. the foe has in this fucking picture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Fuck yeah. But we now see... Uh, uh, to use a popular term in a comic book versus uh, debates... Bloodlusted Spider-Man. Mm. Oh yeah, right. Because oh, yeah. Tom web starts, lusted. yeah, web-lusted. Because Tom starts taking him to task. Yeah, and Goblin took webs him. No down. morality here, bud. No. no. And dude, there's some fucking hits. Like when he fucking webs his head and draws it down into the knee. Yeah. Like I felt that shit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there were a lot of those. But you have like, this that hurt. Toby Andrew look at each other and they're acknowledging. Okay, we no. can't let this happen. Yeah. And you get, so fucking Tom is smacking, giving the smackdown to Goblin. Right. And at one point, he's got Goblin down, and he picks up that fucking glider, which we all know that glider uh, is, a, is, a piercing, uh, is a piercing weapon. Uh, <laughs> and he's about to come down on it, and Toby stops him. Toby 
actively gets in between. He, he, yeah, here's something. In that moment, absolutely love that there was no talk. Yeah, right. Not one yeah. fucking Not one word. word. Yeah. No. They just locked eyes. Toby knew mm-hmm. at that moment, I'm not going to say anything. Yeah. Right. It was nothing but understanding from Toby and uh, and uh, sympathy, right. empathy, and the on and rage in Tom's eyes. Right. Yeah. Tom definitely just gave him the moment to snap out of his rage. Right. right? Well, and- it wasn't even a snap. You could see it was a slow, like like the rage had to subside, mm-hmm. and then oh my god, just as. Motherfucking, uh, just as like the rage is subsiding, and like, and by the way, like there was no overpowering here. Like no. they're clearly like evenly matched in strength. Yeah, which because, makes sense. Yes, because that, that that's a debate online is which Spider-Man is stronger. But because Tom is holding him, or Tom is still keeping pressure, but Toby's holding him back, and right. then eventually Tom just relents, relents, yeah. right. And at that moment, you hear a. Motherfucking goblin. Well, he would. Stabs Toby. And I thought they were going to do it. I thought they were going to fucking kill Toby. Yeah. Here's my thing, though. I would have been perfectly fine if they did. Yeah, me too. (sighs) There's so much loss in this movie, though. Yeah. Actually, I think it would have fit narratively that Toby dies. Because let's. Every villain gets to go back to their happy ending and not Toby? No, dude. I would have been so mad. I I really would have been upset by that one. I mean, again, I understand why they didn't, but I'm just saying, me personally, I would have been fine if they did. It, for me, it's it's fine either or. Yeah. Um, I did get a joke out of it, which, which was a great joke. It's okay, I've been stabbed before. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, to- uh, Tom or uh, Toby is incapacitated, and you see the rage build up, building up in Tom again. But before he can do anything drastic. Andrew passes the football again, tosses him the goblin cure, and fucking Tom just slams it right into his neck. Right. Right there, you see the goblin cure hit, and Norman has this moment of, what have I done? Right. This is it. It's over. It's -hmm. it's happening. But, oh, no, this started happening before this. Uh, Norman blows up the MacGuffin. Right. He blows up the MacGuffin cube, which was containing the spell. Right. So now what's strange... Oh, that's why Strange wasn't in this fight. Is because the entire time, he's he's been holding closed these rips in reality that are opening up. Right. And we get to see some silhouettes coming through these rips. Now, one of them... I may be wrong, but one of them looked like Ares. Interesting. Because there was one of them that was kind of bigger than the others, very muscular... The, the the helmet didn't look the same, but the weapon did, which was a giant double-bladed battle axe, which is very Ares. But, you know, hey, might as well bring in some Greek gods. They're, you know, there's no copyright on them. Yeah, I mean, it could have been Hercules. Could have been. I but w- it definitely seemed like they were bringing in villains right. because everyone else that I saw was... Uh, Ares oh, is really? considered a villain. No, Ares yeah, yeah. is a villain, definitely for sure. A villain, yeah. I love that one of that scene in... Uh, the Dark Avengers comics. Well, I forget what her name is, but it was their uh, Black Widow. Uh, looks at him and goes, oh my God. And he goes, yes. <laughs> 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 Fucking Aries. But anyway, uh, yeah, we see there's a, a scorpion silhouette. Mm. There's a rhino silhouette. Right. 
Uh, what else did you guys see? Because fuck, it was a lot. Yeah. It's a lot and not a lot of time that we had. Right. Well, you know, I'll, yeah, I'll, they're, I'll, they're quick glimpses. Yeah. I'll pay more attention in the rewatch. Um, and I'm sure there's somebody out there with uh, 50 things you missed in the new uh-huh. Spider-Man movie, which is fine. Uh, but during that whole rip and tear, um, then everything's done with, with Goblin. It's daytime now. Toby goes, uh, I'm sorry, Tom goes to Strange. Like, how do we fix this? How do we save the universe? And then he, Strange cannot contain it. Yeah. He's trying, and it's not working. Right. And at the end of it, Tom has a different type of spell in mind. Make everyone forget I'm Peter Parker yeah. and that nobody remembers me and I don't exist yeah, to them. Basically. And Strange goes, all right, kid. And we have. Well, ha- Strange is re- reluctant to it at first. Right. Right. Well, because, he, he, and he says, and there's a great choice of words there, is uh, those of us who care about you. Right. After, after everything we've been, there's a, there's, a sign, there's a line earlier where after everything we've been to, I still forget that you're a kid. Right. But then here he says, you know, I those of us who care for those you. of us who care about you. Right. Which, you know, is puts himself in it, which I like. Mm-hmm. Um, connecting him to other heroes other than Tony. Right. Because I like. when he first brings up the suggestion, uh, Doctor Strange says something like, "There's no time for that." Yeah. Because he, you know, Strange is still thinking about manipulating the spell. Right. To, you know, to fit his. Uh, right? Well, no, because I think he still thinks it's the first version of the spell where just everybody forgets his identity was revealed. Right. But at this point, it's everybody, everybody forgets, forgets they ever knew Peter Parker. Right. Which he tells him what the consequences of that are. No one is going to remember you. Everyone you love will be gone from your life. Mm-hmm. And he agrees, and he has to go say his goodbyes. Right. Which I really liked how Strange did it, because Tom said something akin to, thank you so much, sir, or something like that. And, and Call me Steven. <laughs> call me Steven. Yeah, still a little weird. <laughs> but as Tom goes away, he just says, so long, kid. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's a good line. Yeah. That's how you do that. And, of course, he goes to tell MJ and Ned, and we had a really good moment here. Uh, really a lot of emotion, a lot of weight, a proper weight, proper weight. Um, I'm the, so conflicted on this whole thing. Yeah. The scene simmered, and I really like that. And uh, it's interesting too. They're very different reactions because Ned almost was willing to trust Peter from the get go because Peter's telling them, I will find you guys. I will, I will make you remember. Right. And almost from the get go, Ned is willing to be like, yeah, okay, Peter, I trust you. Mm -hmm. And MJ is like, what if it doesn't work? What if we don't, uh, what if, what if? Yeah. And he's like, no, I promise I will find you. No, MJ, what if his season two is coming (laughs) out next year? Uh, No, sorry. And, uh, and you know, he has his goodbye. You get, finally, their big emotional kiss. Right. And then the, you know, Strange does it. He pulls yep. the trigger. Right. And you see everybody... The world resets. Yeah, everybody goes back to their respective timelines. A lot of them better off for it. Right. Clint better off for it. Mm-hmm. Even, I, oh, I, there's actually a really... We skipped over this, but there's a good scene, too, between Max and, uh, and Andrew. Oh, yeah. Yeah, where you know Andrew's like, "You good?" He's like, "Yeah, I'm out of juice, man." And there's this girl like, "You know, you were helping out poor people. You were, I, I thought you were black under that mask." And he's like, "Oh, <laughs> sorry." And then he's like, "Well, you know, somewhere out there, there's a black Spider-Man," which you know, hey, Miles, a Miles moment, yeah. Um, but yeah, so he pulls the trigger on this, 
and the world goes back to normal. Mm-hmm. And we get this with J. Jonah Jameson saying, you know, if Spider-Man were a real hero, he'd, he'd tell all of us who he really is. Right. And we get um, basically him going to MJ's job, a coffee shop, and he has this speech prepared, but he changes his mind at the last minute to just not tell them well, that he's Because Spider-Man. he goes in, and just so happens Ned also walks in. Right. Because Pete- Ned and, and MJ are still friends in this. Yes. And Peter overhears a conversation about how they're excited to go to MIT. And you can see, like at that moment, he hesitates to continue the rest of his speech and just orders a coffee. And then the nail in the coffin for him, because I think there was a moment where he was going to do it again. But then as MJ is checking him out, she moves her hair out of her face and he can see the bandaged wound that was caused on her face earlier. And he goes, are you okay? She goes, it's okay. It doesn't hurt anymore. And Peter has this moment that is difficult. This was the hardest part of this movie for me. Right? I, I, in, as far as the writing was concerned, I thought it was ideal to this moment. Right? Why not tell her? Oh, for fuck's sake. You know I, why not to tell her. The whole adage of every superhero, we can't tell the ones we love because they'll get hurt. And he sees that with the visible bandage yeah. wound. It just makes this is one of those sacrifices that he learns that he has to make. This is the crux of the character. This is the crux of every character with a secret He's identity. He's already done it a couple times through the movie. <laughs> okay, I mean, how much more you know to give up on? Uh, yeah, that this movie had a lot of sacrifice. Yeah, which right? is good. I and, mean, that's. That's but, dude, like, this movie ends with literally Tom, like, Tom losing his whole world. Everyone. His, everyone. his whole world. Yes. Because Aunt May is dead. That doesn't get reversed. And who's the other person he could lean on? Happy. Doesn't have him anymore. Right. No Ned. No MJ. Nothing. Nothing. I like but, what, uh, what Elliot said, which was it took us three movies, but we got an origin story for Tom Holland Spider Man. You know, that's interesting. <laughs> that is interesting because this is him starting from zero ground up type of yeah. thing. And but I'm fine that's with just that. it though. With Spidey, he's always had Aunt May. Mm-hmm. He's never really had no one. Right. This is him truly with no. And look, I know, I know why they did it. I don't have to like it. Yeah, exactly. But I get it mm-hmm. because you have to wonder with all the self doubt that Spider Man has. He has that moment of maybe they're better off without me. Right. I get it. Don't but it like hurts. It. Yeah. it hurts hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, how much can one person endure? You do realize eventually we're going to get them to knowing it. I know. It's, but it's still, an inevitability it hurt, at this point. It hurts here. Yeah. Okay. And, and, I, and it's, but it hurts us, but, it's, but Tom seems to make peace with this moment. But he, and this, it's so well written and so well done because the peace that he makes with this moment is a sad one. Right. He makes peace with, they're better off without me. Right. That's the thing he makes peace with. And that hurts because he's grown so much. Yeah. And, I mean, you can't, like, he's saved the universe. Right. A few times already. Basically, yeah. He's participated in... But and yet, for all that, his story here ends with him going into a shitty apartment, 
by himself. Yeah, I don't know if that's the same apartment that Peter has. In with- Toby's? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Toby. I don't know. <laughs> it, it looks shitty enough. Not the same landlord, though. Uh, trust me, there's millions of those apartments in New York. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I just I just want to hear Rent and that's, from yeah. that voice one more time. And it ends with that. Just Peter no, alone. But Pete, Peter alone, yeah. but continuing the fight because he's on a police scanner with a new suit. So, wait. Well, we also... Hold on. Because before this, there's the moment at the cemetery. Right. Where he goes to visit uh, Aunt May's grave. Right. And Happy comes up behind him. How'd you know? And Happy asks, how did you know her? Hmm. And he goes through Spider-Man. Yeah, me too. And this confuses the fuck out of me. Right. I had that moment as well. I don't... Like... So, how does... Like, I would understand if Happy knew Mm Spider-Man. But how does Aunt May know Spider-Man? Right. You get me? Like, without her knowing that Peter is Spider-Man, what is Aunt May's connection to Spider-Man? What's the spell? Uh, yeah. No, or how did it's Happy... everyone forgets who Peter is. Everyone. Uh-huh. Everyone alive. Yes. May's already dead. Sure. She knew who he was, but Happy didn't. Yeah, but in order for... I, uh... Also, we've already seen with Otto and with Norman and with Max, uh-huh. there's gaps in memory when they jump. Yes. I agree with that. So, but they they don't seem focused on that. Yeah, and it's just like with memories. Memories can be foggy. I don't remember how I got from A to B. I just know I got from A to B. Yeah, but when but then, somebody's significant in your life, I mean, he's visiting her grave. It's not like they were a casual, you know, acquaintance. That re- I mean, I'm but gonna, here's the thing: this like, is a person who was already in charge of a charity like feast, and he sees this kid. It's probably gonna be oh, somebody that. Uh, she took care well, wait of a, a feast. How does Happy know he's a kid? Yeah. I mean, you could tell on the face. Like it's He's never young... seen his face. He's... No, but he sees his face. Oh, yeah, side, yeah, I know. But profile. I'm talking about Spider-Man. Because here's my thing also. No, he doesn't know Spider-Man's a kid. But So that's my he's... thing. Like, but... why is he involved with Aunt May at all? Like, right. why is Happy involved with Aunt May? Exactly. Well, I mean. It's weird to me, but whatever. The spell Magic. wasn't they don't hook up. <laughs> <laughs> but, so, yeah, you get the scene. Where Peter's life is in shambles, but Spider-Man's life is still intact. And you get something that I think is super cool, because it's the final moment of connection between him and the other two spiders. Because A, it's not a Stark suit, it's not made in the fabricator, he makes himself a new suit. Right. Remember earlier, way earlier, I mentioned the effects. Yes. And there was one that I didn't like. It's this? It's this in movement. Huh. Okay. In move, like from what I saw, the blue was like almost metallic. It's satiny. Yeah, it's a little satiny. It's a little much. In movement, not, I, I was like really put off by that. But that's me. Again, maybe on a rewatch, it'll be better. But right. I never got to see it static. And this, it was a little. Yeah. It was for me. For me, it just didn't look good. I kind of like good. that because it is. It's the first costume he makes himself. Yeah. But you can clearly see he takes inspiration from his fellow Spider-Man. Right. And we get for the first time what is the closest approximation to the classic exactly. Spider-Man suit exactly. so far. Yeah. With, no iron you know, here. No, no iron. It's all cloth. It's he's got the arrow and uh, the the crotch arrow. He's got the lines, all of it's there. And I think that's super cool. That's pretty much the end of the movie, with the exception of an after credit scene. Right. Which Which we can get through it quickly. Spoilers for Venom 2. Um, Eddie got brought over. 
Yeah, and the same spell from the multiverse yeah. thing that I guess because it works. Because at the after credits of Venom 2, for those that don't know, Venom Eddie is watching the same broadcast that reveals yeah. Peter Parker's Spider Man. Right. But- my question is, what universe does he go back to? Or is, I guess that fading is not just them going back to a universe. It's them resetting to a point where it makes sense they don't know who Peter is. Exactly. Right. But when that reset happens, a little bit of symbiote's left behind. Right. Fuck me. <laughs> okay. So we've gone through the whole movie. Mm-hmm. So let's give some final... Not Let's get into our feelings about it. Because fuck, man. It was uh, an emotional... Co- uh, Roller coaster, it really was. Okay. Uh, because there were so many awe moments followed by oh, and, you know, and just back and forth. Okay. You really felt okay, like the combatants and their, you know, the, their, the, right, the aggression towards one another and the whole bit. It was so just so like it was like a, a live nerve. Yep. This film met my expectations. Um, at times it exceeded them, but it never underperformed what I wanted. I I walk away a happy customer here. I I don't I don't really have any complaints mm-hmm. aside from things obviously I mentioned. I yeah. there's some fat to be trim. Uh, I like the editing. I, I love the camera work. Yes. I um I think this is I would have to watch the other ones, but I think this is the best shot Spider-Man movie of the MCU. Yeah. Yes. Um, this is definitely the best MCU Spider-Man movie. And I'm still struggling with whether or not this is the best Spider-Man movie. What's what's in competition? Two? Into the Spider-Verse. Oh. Well, that can you even... I mean, that's... Can you... I mean, that's like saying I'm having a difficulty genre. between Mask of the Phantasm and like... Um, <laughs> no. Batman Begins. They're not in the same echelon because one's animated, one's live well, action. Those are also two separate characters. But what? Oh, I see what you. Batman Begins. I'm sorry. I thought you said Beyond for a second. Uh, no, but I'm ta- I'm not saying which one's a better movie. I'm saying which one's a better Spider-Man movie in terms of which one gets is closer to sp- that Spider-Man, like the comics. The, the you know, like. The All right, then the, the answer's easy because Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse had Nicolas Cage, and I always go for Cage. <laughs> All right, man. We didn't get Cage versus Defoe, and that's something that will <laughs> forever lose me. I would love Gobby versus Spider-Man Noir. Oh my God, that's insane! Uh, but yeah, go ahead. No, 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 I just, uh, I just wanted to say that I, I, I mean, it's it's really difficult to walk away from this and not say it's top five MCU. Yeah, I mean, the MCU's almost twenty five so. movies here, but this one had. If anything, the most, the most reverence for what came before, yeah, right, for sure. Well, and yeah. this, and we said earlier, this is a love letter to Spider-Man on film. Mm-hmm. All I, you needed was fucking Sue Spider-Man from the sixties. <laughs> well, something. no, Sue Spider-Man from the uh, from the seventies, and <laughs> oh, I can't remember the, his name, but the live action actor from the nineteen seventy nine right. movie. Yeah, Which is a they, weird fucking movie. If they were just hanging out in the back on like a fucking bus. Yeah. The saddest thing here is that Stanley wasn't alive for this one. Yeah. This definitely would have like he would have lost his mind. This um, this it would have been just great yeah. for this. I never got to finish my, my point from earlier, and it's that uh so like I said, I I've 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 spent so much time defending Andrew against Toby. This movie 
was my license to just let all of that go and love all three of them. It, I, 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 that for me is a gift. It's because almost like it took three actors to really give us the Spider-Man that we wanted. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. But, um, but yeah, like this movie was my license to like, I can put down the fight. I, I don't, I don't have to fight this fight anymore. We don't have to fight. They love each other. Like they are, they, they're, they, they want us to just, it's all Spider-Man. Right. It's all awesome. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I'm I'm super thankful for that. Like this movie gave me that gift, and like I'm going to go rewatch all the Spider Men again, and not sit there and analyze or criticize. I'm just gonna love them and remember how excited I was when Toby's first Spider Man movie came out. Right. Uh, and I'm 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 very thankful for that. But yeah, man, this movie it's a good movie, but fuck, a lot of it doesn't feel good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, I mean, I'm I'm left hurting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean you. You, this is not a you know a Disney movie in the traditional sense that no. you know you yeah there's actual with. stakes here yeah Hell yeah hey you know and and that's something that I I really wanted agree yeah I agree hey like that's one of the things why I love Infinity War so much mm. yeah the villain won there yeah and I feel here the villain won a little he did hey. one of them yeah it was odds it had to be the odds here right. yeah one of them is gonna win something. You know, and I'm very glad that Defoe did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. God fucking damn. If I could have sex with someone's acting, it'd be Defoe. <laughs> That's oh, a man. weird thing to say. Yeah, it is. <laughs> but, dude, that I was. It is a criminal shame. I will hold Warner Brothers' feet to the fire that he was never the Joker. Yeah. That is like. Yeah. Wow. Fuck, man. So. Uh, in terms of rating this movie, I'm still riding the high, and I've made the mistake of rating the mo- rating movies on a high before. Uh, yeah, I don't see this for Black you Panther. going yeah. anywhere down no. from an eight. Oh, at, oh least, no. at least a minimum eight out of ten. Yeah, yeah that's well, your I minimum. That it's, it's up. It's up there. I can't put a number on it right now. I've been talking a lot. I want to hear a little bit more about from you because from who, Dad? Oh, because uh, you've got the most experience with Spidey. Well, you know, okay, through the all the other movies that led up to this, all right, there's always been uh, things that I felt that were left out, that fell short, eh, that were never addressed. Not explored enough, yeah. would you say? Eh? Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, and didn't really, you know, stick to the Spider-Man universe that I come from, right? But this movie had a way of tying all those little details together, eh, and knitting them in a way that worked. Right, which I would have previously thought was an impossible feat. Right? I was really impressed with the writing. I was really impressed with the cinematography. I was really impressed with everybody's performance. Yes. Right? And you know, even uh, MJ and Ned, who are you know basically backup characters, all right, they played a a, a, lef- a hefty role. Right? And I felt uh, overall satisfaction right, no. that I got to see this. That is that that is a, a big part of this movie is it's like we talked about earlier. It's tying a bow in some of these characters' stories, yeah. having that moment having that moment of redemption for Andrew. That's a that's some closure for him. Right. I made sure this didn't happen to, to another Peter. Having that moment, uh, I think 
I, I, I don't think so much that uh, Toby got a moment of closure, more so that Norman did. Yeah. Because right. Norman looked down on what he'd done to Toby, and you could see the guilt. Yeah. The guilt was palpable there. Uh, and I also like that we don't really know what happens to the villains when they go back. Right. We yeah. don't know if Peter's plan worked, but we can hope. And that's and that's all that Peter can give you is some hope. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like certain characters, it was cl- more clear than others. Like Oct- Octavius seemed to embrace, hey, okay, returning to his humanity. You know. Yeah. Okay, and wasn't like uh, hungry for power anymore or anything like that. Well, while Max, yeah, okay, still had that little edge to him. Yeah. Okay, where I'm not going back to nothing. Yeah. But uh, but well, that's and that's the thing too about Otto is that that was the difference between because. You can make parallels between Otto and Goblin. Right. But the difference here was that with Otto, it was strictly external influence. Right. It was, it was just that all. chip. <laughs> it was just the fucking corruption happening from that chip. Yeah. And the if any, any, anybody watched uh, Spider-Man 2, you remember there's, there's a little bit of dialogue over that chip. Yeah. Uh, and he actually has a, a bit of a of a of a of a turn at the end of uh, Spider Man Two. Yeah, he does. Because he yeah. uh, he collapses the yeah, fucking. He, he winds up helping Spider Man. Yeah. yeah. So it's in character, but then with Norman, you get to see he's now dealing with the weight of what the other him has done. Right. Um, and that's huge. Bone King watched the movie with us. Yes. But he said something great, which was, "It's really odd." to see a movie deliver such catharsis in one third act. Yes. Because there is catharsis here for not just all the villains, but for three principal characters in three different franchises. Yep. Right. That is massive to do. Yeah, it's like Marvel said, you know, this is for you haters, shut the fuck up. (laughs) Actually, on that note, and I I meant to discuss this earlier, uh, Marvel was talking to its fans a bit through Michelle Jones. Because Michelle Jones repeated something a few times throughout the movie, uh, if you expect to be if you expect to be disappointed, you can never be disappointed. Which for me is Marvel saying, "Look, we gave you fuckers what you wanted this time, but y'all need to chill with your expectations." Because that's a big deal. Like people are expecting so much from these movies, right. and not just letting the stories tell themselves. Because unlike most people. I did go in with low expectations. I was fully prepared for there not being Andrew, there not being Toby. If that hadn't happened, I would have still been okay. I would not have been disappointed. But because I I had those tempered expectations, it's amazing that it happened. But I want people to, like, Marvel is trying to send you that message. Please temper your expectations. We've got a story to tell. And I mean, they've been hearing it since WandaVision. Yeah. And this was, I think, in production at that time. So, yeah, yeah they, they could, they've been hearing fucking these wild ass expectations. Like, Everyone's Mephisto. <laughs> could this be the uh-huh. way they bring back the X Men or they're going to bring in uh, fucking Hugh Jackman Wolverine is going to show up at the end? Yeah. And, you know, fucking hell, man. Can't so. even enjoy anything anymore. Mm hmm. I mean, we've said our things. This is yeah. We we do recommend you please watch it if you're a fan of Spidey. What the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> Don't listen to this until you watch it. And then 
listen to it after you watch it, of course, and then, you know, argue with me and, oh, it's a 10 out of 10, whatever. Yeah. Um, at the, I, I definitely need to watch it again. Oh, yeah. ASAP. I might even be tomorrow. I don't know. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's, it, it's awesome. Just, it's awesome. Yeah, I don't. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I would, I would argue superior. Oh, yeah, or spectacular. Indeed. Oh, spectacular. That's a good one. That's a good one. It's web of. Wait, that doesn't work. Uh, <laughs> that being Give said. Give it two web ups. <laughs> that being said, we'd love to know what you, what, uh, what the freaks think. Uh, if you've seen it, let us know. Uh, you can, well, actually, no, don't post about this on Twitter. We'll start a spoiler tag in the fan freaks group soon. Uh, but nonetheless, reach out to us. We want to hear your non-spoilery thoughts. You can find us on our social media at fanfreaks. That's F-A-N-F-R-E-E-K-S. Uh, and you can find me personally at doctor, that's D-R, rude M-D. At Adrian Doodliness on Twitter. And uh, smoke signals for Papa Rude. Yeah. <laughs> carrier pigeons. Yeah, carrier pigeons, sure. Hey. Fucky both. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I didn't say stone tablets, okay? Uh, let's get into our shout-outs. Uh, you first, man. As usual, I want, we just shout-out our Hunt Boys. Uh, Jeff, Scott, thank you so much for listening. Uh, Justin, you're a piece of shit. You're, you're trash. Just want you to know that. Uh, but And my sister, Cheyenne, I thank them so much for listening. Like I said, I love hearing from them about the show. Miss you, sweetie. Yeah. Um, yeah. That and of course, all the freaks. Thank you guys, man. You guys are awesome. You've got a, a hefty load because you've got to carry the dudes, uh, the bone, the bone kings boners. I, I mean, I don't have the list, but the ones I do know. Okay. Uh, Screechy Kai, Beefy Sumo, CJ the DJ, Von Condersmite, uh, Burnsy. Um, Is it Kalani Shenmue? Yeah, Kalani. Sh- who? It's Kalani. Whatever. <laughs> Shemaru. Yeah. Sorry. Um, the rest of you boners. Thank you guys so much. <laughs> uh, I'm a little more active, by the way, in Bone King in the Bone King Nexus. So I'm I've ingratiated my I'm I'm incorporating myself into the boners. Good, good. Um, and who do you got? I do want to say, because we've shit on Justin on this episode quite a bit. Me on my on my <laughs> recents and you and uh you right now. Justin, nothing but love from me. I love you. I'll shoot you in the back later, any day, baby. Um, uh, Lindsay misleading our resident uh, Zatanna Zatara, Jesus Valentine, go fuck yourself. Nicholas Uritic, uh, the Robot Stone Age Guru, Cody, CJ, Kalani. Be sure to check out our Welcome to Raccoon City special that we did with them. It'll save you a watch. Uh, and uh, Paul Fusek, who is listening still, he is almost catching up. Wow. He is finally in the October episodes now, and he really loves the new intro for that. Um, he also fucking wants to throw a shoe at George. <laughs> I would like to give a little shout out to Julio. It was very good to see him again. Oh, it's yeah. It's nice that our brother is still, you know, out there doing his thing. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going to end the show with a quote from uh, Amazing Spider uh, from Spider-Man 3 of all movies, which is, you know, I guess one person really can make a difference. I think that works here. 